Fuck the Irish. He's he did pe- he did people time. Winston Churchill did people time. Fucking snowflakes! It's a tingling sensation I have in my balls. Somebody do it. History is a mess. Yeah, it's a fucking mess. I'm gonna flink your heart. You brilliant dabblers, you. It's fine, we can all figure it out. I'm gonna go make some tea. Hey, so you just listened to part one, or at least you should have. If you haven't, you should probably go back and start there. Preferably, you should. Yeah, this is part two of Winston Churchill. Yeah. Uh, So you're going to want to go back and listen to the first one if you have not. Yeah. Or you'll be lost. Or maybe you don't give a shit and you just want to hear the second part. Cool. Hey, I I applaud you for your... That's great. We don't normally do a fun fact for our two-parters, but you got a fun fact? Yes. Today's uh, fun fact for part two is that I have a little penis. Uh, Did I take a lot of research? Um, research in that, well, I mean, it takes me a long time to find it. Oh. Yeah, so I can have a dig through. Take dig through. <laughs> dig through to find it. All right. That's, that's a kind of research. So there's your fun fact for our... That's the fun fact of the day. Part two. Do-do-do-do-do. Little penis. <laughs> <laughs> part two. Here we go. What's Winston up to? Yeah. He goes back to Cape Town, and which is in the southern side of... That's where he landed when he was coming to get into the war. He goes back there and sails back to Britain. Um, his articles that he sends to the newspaper um, were all well taken, very popular. British people love him. He's a hero. Oh, he, yeah. He, at this point, he seems like the British guy that everyone psyched. Yeah. That they're like, we can claim him. Yeah. He's my guy. So That's how, we, that's how Americans feel about G-Lo. <laughs> that's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. yeah. Go J-Lo. I want to mount him. Huh. What? Him? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Either one of them. So, uh, yeah, in the last five years, Duke he's em. been at war. He's been in many battles. A lot of them were actually really quite important for what's going on with yeah. Britain. He, uh, he's written he... three books. Jesus. Tons Winston. and tons of articles to newspapers. How does he not get fucking tired? My whole thought was, like, a lot of these are like, all right, so he's in America this year, and then he travels over to India in the same year, and then he goes to this battle in the same year. He writes two books in the same year, and I'm like, I haven't written one book in fucking 30 years, and I'm not in battles or anything. No. I felt accomplished when I finished all the seasons of How I Met Your Mother. You finished those already? Damn, I'm behind. Yeah, but that took Honestly. me more than a year. Yeah, seriously, I don't know how this guy does it. He's <sighs> just he Really, he can't stop. But I did, point. I did finish that show, though, so I feel like I deserve some accolades for it. Okay, I'll give you a medal. Oh, sweet. That feels really great. Hmm. Ted sucks. I like Ted. Fucking hate Ted. <laughs> so does Hobbs. Hobbs is not. <laughs> Hobbs. Fuck Ted. <laughs> you suck, Ted. You whiny ass. So, yeah, so he does a ton in a very short period of time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Is there any indication he was doing methamphetamines? I don't know. From the time he gets to the military, he just doesn't stop. It's weird. The guy just goes, goes, goes. Wild. And he never does. From that point on, the rest of his life, he just is always going. So, still 25 years old, by the way. <laughs> sure. He's back in London. He rents a flat in one of the most expensive areas of London. Actually, one of the most expensive areas in the world at this oh, point. Wow. Yeah. And he pursues his political career like he was going to originally try to do before this war broke out. And he's just cleaning up, right, with the ladies? Uh, no. He actually is not super... 
He's not like dating around or anything really. Like there's no fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> Writing books, going to war, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, trying to do politics now. I don't know. Huh. So, uh yeah, he gets a seat. Um he's cuz he's well liked. Um so he gets a seat in parliament. I'm not going to go into the details of all this of what his position is and what it means. It starts off on the low end mm-hmm. on politics. He's just kind of, you know, coffee boy. He's not even really getting paid, but he is now yeah. have his tea boy he's now able to go to parliament and be like this and that and i think all right right and he's just steadily up the parliamentary ladder yeah he's the conservative um at least that's how he starts off with and he also goes around while he's doing this he goes around and does lectures about his experiences in south africa because he's getting paid for it because he's not getting paid for his political like, career right now he's all right and he actually travels all around the world to do this he goes to the u.s where his first lecture in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is presented by Mark Twain. Who? Yeah. Future people time topic. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a mention of uh, tie back. We're exclusively going to talk about the time that him and Nikola Tesla <laughs> went to the future. <laughs> yeah, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. You have squatulated us <laughs> to 2012 Los Angeles. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Should be should be a whole entire TV show. <laughs> I have to fucking watch that show. All right, so I yeah, Obama did. He <laughs> so, so good. All right, now we have to tell our listeners what we're talking about. So they can go look it up. Two thousand twelve party. Go look up Mark Twain and Tesla on YouTube, and it's a short five minute video. You're gonna laugh your ass it's off. Very fucking good. amazing though. You're, you're welcome. It's super good. Should be a TV show series. It has something like two thousand views, and I think most of them are Jordan. And I. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right, so. He goes. He also meets the uh, U.S. president and vice president at the time, which is William McKinley and pr- uh, vice president Theodore Roosevelt. Hey, th- yeah, I bet, I bet, yeah, I bet Teddy and uh, Churchill have a lot in common. Teddy hates him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he invites him to dinner, and he's at first he's like, yeah, it's cool. He's this big guy he's in England. Sweet, yeah, come to dinner. And he ends up being like, yeah, I don't like him at all. Fucking hate that guy. That so, pug face motherfucker. Isn't that funny? Yeah. All he ever does is talk about his accomplishments. Yeah. That's all he does. He travels to Canada. He travels to Paris, Madrid, sure. and Gibraltar. He goes to all these places mm-hmm. um, to basically talk about his experiences in South Africa. He writes a book. Money, money, money. About the South, a- South Africa one called Ian Hamilton's March. Yeah. Fuck you, Ian Hamilton. He moves back uh, and takes a seat in the House of Commons, which is actually now... I mean, it's it's considered low, but it's actually got a powerful position. I mean, they kind of can... Kind of like Congress. Along with many people, yeah, they, they yeah. control um, quite a bit in the say of what's going on. Um, during this time, he starts uh, to hang out with um, conservatives and discussing government issues. And over time, he's like, yeah, I'm not about that. And goes over and starts hanging out with the old liberals. Liberals and are way funner. Says that he... Uh, <laughs> he said, He's like, I drifted steadily to the left. I don't know what to tell you. Because everyone got pissed because he started voting for the left. Fuck yeah. So he got into the House of Commons, and it was supposed to be as a conservative, and then he started doing it. And it pissed off pretty much all the conservatives. Yeah. They call him uh, the Blenheim Rat. And the reason why is because the palace that his ancestor got that he was born in. Yeah. It's called Blenheim. Blenheim. So they call him the Rat because he's switching party affiliations. Yeah. So the Rat's... I don't know how it is with an American, but within... Because rat to us is like someone who is a snitch. However, in England, yeah. and during this time at least, it's someone who is like a traitor. 
All right. And they draw like funny cartoons of him where he's got a rat mm. face, but it's also still kind of puggish. <laughs> it's still. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah. so he kind of gets a little bit bad, you know, press for it, but he doesn't really care. He's like, yeah, so I don't tell you. Hey, man. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So Winston goes to a ball in 1904, and he meets a girl named Clementine Hosier. Ooh. Yeah. And Winston finds her to be beautiful and states that she is lively, intelligent, and has great character. Well, if your name's Clementine. Yeah, it's just cute. Yeah. You're going to be folksy. You're going to have a lot of <laughs> lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of keep a little bit of a social standpoint by going to different events, and they share some common friends, so he sees her around here and there. And Clementine, when the living's easy. Yeah. That's what that, that's what that is, right? Clem, Clementine? Is that coming around the mountain when she comes? Is that Clementine? Is any of this relevant? Yeah. Okay. Cool, sweet. What's what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Age thirty-one is where we're at. Okay. Just to give you some standpoints. He's the gets a new political position, Manchester Northwest seat. Uh, it's got a little more power. I'm not gonna go into it. I wrote a whole bunch of stuff down. But it's boring. No, it's just uh, it's politics, and it goes into. Basically, what he's doing in politics, but it's still not like his <clears throat> meat stuff. Mm, he's, his meat stuff. Yeah, I want to know about his meat stuff. He also quickly moves up the same year uh, to get a under secretary of state of the colonel office. He's under the secretary. Yeah, uh, this is still, I think, on the sense of yeah, he's not super far up there. That's the thing with with British politics. I learned I don't know anything before this point. Like before I researched this, I have no idea about British politics. Yeah, and learning. This stuff, it seems that basically they hop around different seats, as they call them, different hmm. positions in the government constantly. Like, in the same year, you might go into uh, three different spots. And these spots are like, you like oversee different types of shit? Yeah. Like, you could be over agriculture, and then suddenly you're over parts of the Navy or something? Yeah. And it's weird because... For no reason? There's like, what I could tell with the election... They have, like, elections where the people that are already in seats can elect you or invite you, and then you can. But there's also ones where there's people involved. There's ones that everybody's involved in, like, the parliament. So there's a whole bunch of stuff with that that I didn't fully understand, but I got the idea. But then on top of that, it's like you could also hold more than one position. Um, You would constantly be running for election, and then Hmm. you lose one, so you lose one position, but you're still another one. Like, it's crazy. I don't... This is the reason that... Uh, we made America. <laughs> You're like this, well, I don't know what's happening. It's fucking weird. I'm confused. I don't think anyone does really. I think there's one guy at the top who's like, "This is hilarious." One guy at the top switching everybody like. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it it's, is really. It's the queen. Just be like, <laughs> dance <it's>... for me, <laughs> dance for me. It actually really was quite complicated, and I I wrote down what the different positions like, what he kind of does in them, and I'll get into some of them, but these ones. Yeah, he's he's trying to pass bills and he's trying to help and yeah and stuff. When I he does get back from the war, he does realize that mm-hmm. the people in London are like the poor people, the lower class. That they look miserable. So this really is it's the the, the best way to vision it is J Lo in the nineties. Yeah. So you're perfect. You're, you're hot. You're a model, and then suddenly you're in movies, and then suddenly you're back to being a model, and then you have a music career, and it goes and it doesn't go so great, and then. You keep pushing the music career anyway. Yeah. But then you go back to movies. And, st- and so that's what Winston's doing. Yeah. And they both have immaculate booties. <laughs> Just popping. Does Winston have? Pop! Maybe, yeah, maybe at this time frame for sure. Yeah, every time you walk into a room, everyone goes, pop! <laughs> Ugh! Put him in a dress. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah, so. Oh, I'm thinking about it right now. 
Winston walking around in high heels. Whew. Isn't that no? You're thinking of the guy who from America who was the uh, trying to find all the communists. Oh, Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. I don't see him as having a popping booty at all. Well, no, but he. I think he had he, high heels. He definitely <laughs> did wear high heels, which is fine. He, whatever. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants, but. <laughs> He's not. He's not Churchill in my mind. Yeah, not, yeah. He's got the booty for it. That's why he was wearing high heels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Help it out. It <laughs> didn't work. Do. Yeah. So, yeah, the things he's trying to do, the things he's trying to pass, essentially, is because when he came back and he saw the people of London looking pretty miserable. Yeah. That he didn't. To him, a great country was that everybody was doing well, not just the people at the top, you know, the rich and that is definitely high status. Not a conservative mindset, yeah. So if that helps give you an idea of what he's trying to do in these kind of lower end positions, he's trying to pass bills that are helping that kind of scenario with the lower class. Yeah. Yeah, that's good for him. That's which ad- is that's admirable. Which is kinda of why I mean, I don't know. It's kinda of why he's kind of liberal, right? That's why he's kinda of on that side, I guess. Yeah, because that's not really a conservative Not usually. They like the trickle no. down effect and exactly. all that stuff. Yeah. So Okay. I'll trickle. I'll trickle on down to you. you yeah. Poor fuckers. So Winston uh, in 1908 proposes to Clementine. So it's a couple of years after they meet. It's four Ooh. years. He meets her. They hang out for a little bit. And yeah, he proposes to her at a party. Actually, a party at um, the Blenheim Palace. All right. In four years, that's a good healthy courtship. Yeah. 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 It's not so. like Eisenhower married uh, Mamie after like nine months. Damn. It was like a year. Yeah. That's pretty quick. Yeah, they couldn't wait to stick it in. Oh, I, I think I made it five years before I married, married my wife. Five years of... Yeah, six for me. Yeah. There you go. We are fucking sinners. Oh, I was going to say smart. Oh, we are smart. <laughs> We're smart and sinners. There's been a couple people it's that was in a... It's usually pretty close to the same. Sinners yeah. and smart people. Yeah. No, I think it is. I think yeah. it's synonyms. Synonyms for sinners and smart. Satan. A lot of S's. Yeah. So, uh... It's actually kind of cute because one of the things he says uh, later on was that I married and lived happily ever after. Oh. Yeah, isn't that adorable? That is nice. So he never cheated on her. Yeah, no, I didn't see anywhere that he did. As a matter of fact, hey, the guy's just busy all the time. I'm not sure how much he was. Maybe that's why she. That's true, yeah. I should I should wait. All right, but, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Clinton found some time to stick it in. Yeah, at he the found, Oval Office. He found extra time to put in a cigar, too. So maybe Winston, maybe. But hey, you know what? In my mind, Clementine, it's a nice name. In, you know, she's English, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Clementine just makes me think of like a Southern lady. So I'm like, yeah. It does. She's like a Southern belle. You don't cheat on her. She's nice. She probably makes great cornbread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's like he was, he's too busy. Yeah, I think so, honestly. Right. The guy can't stop. So, like, he throws out tons of proposals in politics. Yeah. Like, he's just uh, crazy about it. All while writing still, doing articles. He's one of the most wealthy um, authors in the sense of how much he's getting paid for in comparison. Like, he's, like, the top paid author for wow. his shit. Wow. I mean, and some of the stuff he writes is... Uh, I'll get to that. Anyways. He's the Nora Roberts of England. All right. Well, anyway, so they have five kids, and one of them doesn't make it past two. Typhoid. I <laughs> I don't know. I should probably look that shit up. That's yeah, funny. he died. I just saw that and was like, all right, we're yeah, it's a bummer. I think it was actually some. I think it was something pretty basic, like not the flu, but something like that at a young something age. Something was probably basic back then that is now basic again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smallpox exactly. or some shit. Yeah. Back so. 
Yeah, vaccinate him. Jesus. Go listen to Jack Parsons. Jesus Christ. It's Jonas Salk. Jonas Salk. Oh, listen it's to both. I was just trying to say, I want you to listen to one of our podcast episodes. Go listen to all of them. <laughs> I want them to go blow up the people who are... <laughs> vaccinate your kids. Yeah. All right, so... and uh, Jack Parsons is coming for you. <laughs> and he's not coming with explosives. He's coming with that crazy mom sex stuff. Magic shit. That he's, yeah, he'll fuck you and your dog and then blow up your house. Ah, uh, yeah. It was nice, that was a nice self-plug for our own episodes. That's good. Hey... Today's episode of People Time is brought to you by People, People Time. Time. <laughs> Go listen now. It's a great podcast. We'll show you enjoy it. If you enjoy this, you'll enjoy that. I think if you enjoy this episode, you will enjoy People Time's episodes. Yeah. That's my personal <laughs> feeling. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. So he gets married, starts having kids. In 1908 to 1910, he gains a new position of Dundee, oh. which all I could think of the whole time was the Dundees. That's exactly what I'm saying yeah, about. So, yeah, if you watch the which uh, is a the classic office, episode, the U.S. Office, by the way, I have to mention because we're doing a British guy. Is there Dundees in the in the British office? I don't know if there's Dundees, but there's a British office, which was I've never seen the British office. I can't stand there's there. there's no Dundees. I can't fucking it's so stand good. their humor. It's so good. I know you always say that, and I'm always right. So oh I don't know why God. you don't just listen. So Jim the, and Pam's relationship's a little fucked up. It is. Yeah. It is. Sorry. Yeah, okay. The Dundee is considered to be kind of a higher up in position, so he is making his way up further and further into Parliament. All right. He passes a bill that minors can't legally work past eight hours because <laughs> they were getting overworked, so that was, you know, that was helpful. He introduces the... Snowflakes. Trade Board Bill, which establishes a minimum wage so that companies can't just pay their workers nothing, basically. <laughs> Snowflakes. Yep. He proposes to establish a labor exchange, though, uh, through which the unemployed can get assistance getting employment. <laughs> and this is back in 1910. This is crazy. This is pretty progressive. And labor rights. That yeah. yeah. These are all the ones he's pushing. Like he's he's the ones like either writing them or he's pushing them. He's he's going for all these. Hey, what the fuck? That's awesome. And he fights the House of Commons, stating that they need to not reform any of his bills. Because um, some of them are trying to, and he's saying that if if these things, you know, if you overthrow them, it's going to make the lower class unhappy. Like you, you'll make the upper class happy, but the lower class will be angry and they don't give a problems. shit about the lower class. They stay and stated. Luckily, though, his bills, at least for the most part, uh, that I could find. Fucking snowflakes. <laughs> that's what I hear. That's what yeah. That's what the conservative side is saying to him. But he's he's like, don't don't do it. Hey, what? Wait, let's think about it. Um, this is where it gets pretty cool and interesting with uh, his position in, uh, in the parliament. In yeah. 1911, a year later. So you're, you're realizing, if you're keeping up with this, by the way, I'm trying to say the dates so that way someone yeah, can. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're pretty... basically going year by year almost because this guy's doing so much shit. But Which I... 2016, I did nothing. Yeah, I know. I have nothing to account for. I don't even remember 2016. Nothing. Huh. What happened? I farted one time, I remember. <laughs> yes. Sitting on my it balcony. Sucked. It smelled bad. It hurt. Anything weird? That's it. So that's it. No, nothing interesting about the fart. God, I don't, I don't even remember the details of it, but I know it happened. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, this guy. So if you've kept up with what I've been, you know, with the years, he's jumping to many positions. He's he's kind of gone to like up and up and up. Yeah. You know, this is like this one here, 1911, uh, is like his fifth position at least. So it's the first Lord of the Admiralty. Ooh. So and, what is that? The Navy. Yeah. yeah. So this is one I don't mind going into a little bit of explanation of what it is. So it's the political head of the Royal Navy, and that's fucking huge. He, yeah, because Britain, like, that's their whole selling point. Is yeah. Their Navy. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude, this is... So now he's... Now he's... Mm. Mm. You want some of my Navy? Yeah. So my- he turns a yacht into his office, which is kind of funny. And then That's he baller. travels around, and he is trying to... Oh, yeah, by the way, the in case anyone wants to know, the yacht is named the Enchantress. I did want to know. I don't know. It seemed like... Everyone wants to name their boat for some reason, and so that one got named the Enchantress. It makes you horny. Yeah, she's... <laughs> so you can penetrate the seas. Yeah. yeah. And other boats. I'm going to penetrate your boat. And, and for Winston's next... like, that's not prudent. You're going to break them. And I'm like... I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm going to flank you. I'm going to flank you. I'm going to flank you hard. I'm going to flank you. So for the next few years, he's focused Hard to starboard! <laughs> I'm flanking! <laughs> yep. Yeah. He uh, he actually focuses on the naval preparation, seeking to improve basically everything he can. This is what he does. He gets into a position, and he tries to just do as much as he can. He's a go-getter. Well, he seems bottomlessly energy. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. he could. Whatever the fuck he feels like. That's exactly it. He never does <laughs> seem to run out of energy. And he... So he goes to fix up the ships to get better ships to make them better dockyards does the same thing even just morale like he's just trying to make the navy be like the best navy in the world Fuck yeah and uh winston also correctly believes that there um are issues going on in germany at this time and sees that the german government has passed a new law to increase their war uh their warship production mm. And not, not good because he's aware of this. He decides for every German, sh- you know, for every ship the Germans built, mm-hmm. Britain will build two. Oh, yeah, he's gonna. He's, he's like, if you're gonna build ships, I'm gonna build ships, and I'm gonna build more. I'll double it. I dude, that's fucking. In retrospect, brilliant, yeah. dude. People didn't know World War One was coming, and he smelled it. He's fucking this way like, all the time. Is that the Wilhelm? The <laughs> Wilhelm. <laughs> So he also pushes for higher pay in the naval staff to help also with morale. Snowflakes. Increases the building of submarines as well and builds and reforms which will result. So he creates this, by the way. He, he builds this and creates a bunch of... Hmm, he gets prepped up to have the yeah. Royal Naval Air Force. That's what he's doing. Does, the, does Britain not have an Air Force yet? It's, it's 1911. Oh, so airplanes are like... Brand new, brand spanking new, like less than a decade old. Wow! Bright Brothers plug, bing bing. Uh, this segment of People Time is brought to you by People Time. We we did that earlier. Yeah, go check out Bright Brothers. The Bright Brothers. So, see, he's seriously just thinking ahead in a really effective. It's hard to wrap my head around how often it's like everything's coming up, Winston. Yeah, well, it's weird because I I seriously think it has to do with. The fact that he was already in a bunch of battles and just kind of seems to know how things are going to go. And he thinks, I, I swear he just, he to him, I think it's almost natural. He's like, yeah, why would they be doing that? Something's going on. All right, that's it. We're doing something then. I mean, and that's a great point. Like, why would they be amping up? Yeah. And you know what? These plane things I've heard so much about seem like they could be effective militarily. He immediately thinks Let's that there is a military use for them. Of course. It makes sense, right? You Which is so funny. Because like what you were talking about during the White Brothers episode, uh, the American military didn't give a shit. Yeah. They didn't see any purpose in it. Which is weird, right? And then Winston was like, huh, we could do that. Yep. Yeah. Matter of fact, Winston fucking loves flying. He flies? So he actually ends up flying a bunch, and it gets to the point where he flies, like, I guess it's super huge excitement, right? Flying around, especially on one of those planes where it's like, yeah, you're outside flying. Well, on those old monoplanes, I mean, that's... Yeah. 
it's like getting in a fucking kite. Yeah. It's weird. It's dangerous. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's so dangerous that he's not supposed to fly alone, even though he wants to. Like, none of the people who are flying the planes, like the pilots, yeah. they won't let him. They're like, you're Winston Churchill. You're too important. You're important, and, like, I'll yeah. fly you around. But he ends up flying around sometimes for hours, like, each day for a while. Like, he loves it Just when he first it, gets man. into it. His wife hates it. Of course, it's dangerous. And then he crashes. Yeah, <laughs> of course it does. It crashes and he's okay, but his wife's like, "No more flying." He's like, "Fine, oh, oh, baby." And he hates that he can't fly anymore. I just, I just want to do it. Yeah. It's, uh, so he does stop you know, flying at least during this time because uh, Fred Noonan was his navigator. Fred, Noonan. <laughs> yeah. Amelia Earhart plug. Yeah, this segment of people. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Fred Noonan. Yeah. Fuck ass. that guy who's probably crying in the background when she's trying uh, to get stuff all still figured out. Uh, my arm hurts. I we cried. My leg. I'm a terrible navigator. <laughs> Where are we? I don't know. Yeah. You never fucking know. Uh, all right. So let's go into 1914. He's 40 years old. Sweet. To give you an idea. 40 years old. 40 year old. Yeah. Many kids. And guess what happens? He dies. No. Oh, no. Uh, but someone does. He starts taking Cialis. What is that? It's for like an erection because he's old. I wouldn't know. I don't know. My research did not cover this. Oh. <laughs> Bummer. So the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Oh, my gosh. Yes. World War One is Take me out. And that's everyone heard that obnoxious god-awful song and was like, let's kill everyone! <laughs> so anyone who doesn't quite know that much about World War One, uh, the assassination of France, Ferdinand, uh, it led directly to World War One. That happened. World War One's right behind it. Yeah, there's not... So yeah. just to help you out. It's, a little, it's like a domino effect of uh, treaties and stuff. I was going to say, there's a lot of things that we can go into World War One. We're trying to stay on topic as best we can here, so we're... And World War One's huge. I'm not going <laughs> to explain all of this. It's not, yeah. But... To help you out, that's what happened. There's a lot of treaties between many countries, and that's why the, it becomes a world war. Is because when one person goes to battle, they bring all their friends because they have a treaty with them. Yeah, they have, like, defense treaties. Yeah, so yeah. if you get attacked, I'll join in and help you out. But since everybody's in a treaty with somebody or multiple people, everybody gets pulled in, essentially. Yeah, and goddamn Franz Ferdinand, one guy set off all this yeah, shit. Yeah, one guy sucked. He, he wasn't a good person. I don't know anything about Franz. Franz Ferdinand, he went. The reason why he got assassinated was because right after, uh, I apologize because the country's changed around and everything, but yeah. someone declared independence, and then the day afterwards, he's like, I'm going to go take those guys over because I want that. And he went in there and told them that he was going to do that, and they were not happy because they just got their independence from someone else, and so they fucking killed him. Yeah, I can't remember which is which, but yeah, I mean, it's like Austria, Hungary, and then. Yeah, Turkey, which was like the Ottoman Empire, and yeah, it, whatever. Yeah, England gets dragged into this bullshit. It's true. So um, let's see here. Getting involved. Um, we were singing oh. Franz Ferdinand. Oh, yeah. Well, so he gets into uh, so Winston begins preparing his naval battles. Once that guy dies, he's like, "Yep, we're going to war. That's what's going to happen next." And uh, yeah. of course, he's right. It does. It immediately goes into war. Um, at first, yeah, he starts prepping up the Navy because he knows that it's going to go into war. And they're technically not in the war yet. 
when this happens, mm-hmm. people are slowly getting dragged in. But once Belgium gets invaded, Belgium's one of their allies. That's what pulls them in. Ah, bummer. So before Belgium even gets attacked, though, he's like, time to get the ships ready. Like, Oh, he sees it coming. Yep, he yeah. knows. Smart guy. So yeah, uh, Germany invades Belgium, which is a reoccurring theme you'll find soon. And later in that same year, basically, from when France got killed, assassinated. Fucking Nazis. Well, they're not Nazis yet, but they are Nazis in that they're backwards idiots. Yeah, they're not Nazis yet, but yeah. But yeah, I'm using the word correctly. Exactly, yeah. Exactly (laughs) how it was intended for. Yeah. So uh, in that same year, uh, he... Uh, the British cabinet declares war on Germany for invading Belgium, and Winston is in charge of the naval mm. warfare efforts mm. and takes full control of the Britain's aerial defense. Oh, take control. So they got airplanes now. Sweet. Yeah. Now you're gonna need them. Yeah. I think uh, the Red Baron is in World War One. What's What's the Red Baron? He's like that German pizza. Yeah, the pizza. Oh, I love that pizza. The German pizza. He's <laughs> a German pizza. Yeah, that Snoopy. No, I think that's Sicilian. Snoopy always has Sicilian dreams about being pizza. Uh, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's 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 heading the navy and what air force they have at the time, which is still relatively new. Yeah. And uh, in a two week period, he transports 120,000 British troops over to France to go help Belgium. He wants to get them to France first because. They're an island, essentially. They need to get them over to the mainland yeah. and then over to... Yeah. You do not want people to attack England. You don't want that to become a place. Yeah, and keep I it, think... Keep it in fucking France. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of this, too, is they're more responding to our ally got attacked and now we're obligated to go into it sure. rather than, like, we might get attacked, at least as far as I could tell. Mm. So um, the problem is this doesn't go super great. He sends a bunch of ships, like uh, 13 like a fleet of 13 ships and as well as um, some submarines to kind of go up um, underneath England to go towards Belgium. So he has to like drop his ships down and go. And there's a small channel that he has to get to to be able to get over there where he Mm. can drop off a ton of troops. And he's got his standing army, right? His 120,000 British troops that are on foot that he's sent into France. Okay. So he's trying to prep everything up and get it ready to go into battle. The problem is, is that he underestimates the defense, everybody does, of what's going on with Germany and Germans, al- Germans allies, which is uh, the Turks. No. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, Turks. Turkey, yeah. It is the Turks, yeah. So um, what happened was the Turks had laid out some mines for the ships. So uh, a French ship actually gets hit first when they're trying to go through this channel. Mm. They, they basically knew that that was going to be an outlet for people to come into. The Turks did. So yeah. they put mines down that are submer- submerged under the water. Um, a French boat hits one of the mines, and it's a huge one carrying like 600 people or mm. a little bit more. Whoops. And it sinks within minutes. Just plop, and it's down. Bummer. And unfortunately, three of British ships also do the same, and they can't get through. And so Winston has to call them back. He's like, okay, that's Fuck. not going to work. The problem was he thought this was going to be a great way to get in there to drop down a lot of troops, so he focused on that. Yeah. And his um, troops that are on foot, he then decides to send them. I was like, okay, we can't get the ships in, so go. But because he was focusing on his ships, the Turks also got ready for land people to come, you know, for people to come in on the land. Damn. And they've already set up because they've had time. And so by the time his troops get up there, they basically get massacred. Like with the help of Germans, Whoops. You know, officers are basically overlooking and supervising the Turks. They just murder British Wars troops hard. like crazy. Yeah, And he gets reamed really hard about this because they well, everyone's like this is your fault you fucked up 
you didn't you know your ships didn't get in our people got slaughtered yeah you're not doing anything in this war you're killing our own people that's all that's happening and uh he gets pretty he gets pretty depressed about well and war is hard to to plan and execute i mean it's well, this is a different war than anything he's been in. We've got That's crazy big, technology much happening bigger, now. Oh, much yeah. bigger. And it, it's exactly like the plot of the J-Lo movie, The Wedding Planner, where she fucks up and everyone's mad at her, but and then, and then she wins World War One. That's what happens in the movie? It's re- You don't see it coming. I thought it was a chick flick or something. Man, I gotta go watch it. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, the Belgian Prime Minister also, one of the things that was another issue was... Chocolate Fat Man? <laughs> I don't know if he's fat or not. Oh. I actually didn't see a picture of him. Maybe. That's, Chocolate's funny, though. Yeah, that's, yeah it's, it's, the Prime Minister, it's always just going to be chocolate. <laughs> Probably right, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, uh, sorry, Belgian, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We don't speak your language. They can't hear us. They speak Belgianese over there. Belgianese? I don't know what they... Oh, they, man, we're going to get hit so hard with, like, you ignorant bastards. Yeah, I fully admit that. Okay. But the only people who would charge us with that is Michiganites. You can all burn <laughs> and I'll die in a fire. So before he did all this, by the way, I forgot to mention that he told the, the Belgium prime minister that he was going to protect Belgium. Right. And he promised him and then, and then couldn't did, deliver. Did not, yeah. And uh, they had to pull out even like the small amount of troops they had, I guess, over there because otherwise they're going to get slaughtered. Yeah. And, That's usually uh, why I pull out too. Yeah, so he gets he gets hit pretty hard. About this. He feels bad because one, he thinks that okay, I can understand some of this, some of this is my fault, but I also feel like there's some stuff that you know not in my control. Yeah, I couldn't do anything about. It. Like, no. I can't get my people that are on the ground to move any faster than what they were moving. Like, yeah, he can't teleport. I don't know what he wants. I don't know from everything that you've told up so far. This sounds like his first blunder, his first boner. Yeah, first time that he's. Uh, not gotten positive feedback. Yeah. So he's probably totally not prepared for excusing himself. Yeah, so not only is everybody mad at him, but the conservatives that already hated him because he, remember, he's the rat. He betrayed them. (laughs) Right. They lay it on super thick. The rat of Churchill Hall. Yep. They're like, he fucked up, and they called to have him dismissed. He goes to plead his case, and he's like, you have to understand, this is why I did this, and here's this. What would you have done differently? All, you know, he's trying to get them to kind of be reasonable but really the right just wants to just get him out anyways they don't like him the left is pretty upset of how the events went so they're not really listening they're not so he's he's just getting it from all sides yeah the right are actively speaking out against him and got like newspapers and press against him and then hey, well you know what fuck you you do better yeah that's how i always feel about when like war generals get shit like you fucking do yeah. better then yeah you bitch and the left are just basically silent for the most part they're like it wasn't very good. Snowflakes. <laughs> so, man, people are going to think we're conservatives over here. Actually, I think you are. Are you conservative? No, I just make fun of everybody. Yeah, I like that. I love the gays. I love the minorities. <laughs> this sounds like a speech that someone says like after they've been called out on something. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. I love the gays. Whoa. I love. I love gay sex. I like Kanye West. I cannot be a bad person. Oh, Kanye. No, I'm not. I'm not a conservative. I just make fun of everybody. Yeah. Like everyone's an idiot. Me too. Idiot. <laughs> idiot. Hey, whoever you are listening to this, you're not an idiot because you are listening, are listening to, this. to our podcast. <laughs> you're the only person who's not an idiot in the whole fucking you world. brilliant dabblers, you. Oh, you 
beautiful day. I'm grabbing my microphone. Oh, you. Yeah. You're really grabbing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into it. I really appreciate the listenership. So, because everyone's mad or not listening to his pleads, his pleas, um, he actually does basically get demoted. They they ask for him to be demoted. Because like you were saying, like they can move positions and they just yeah, and they do. And he he eh. accepts it after trying to do you know after trying to state his case. He's like fine, yeah. whatever. I guess I'm not gonna be able. okay. So World War One continues on. Um, Winston. He resigns, essentially. He's forced to resign. Bummer. And he falls into a period of depression, which he calls his black dog phase. Like the Zeppelin song? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe so. Fuck, I never thought about it. But I don't know. Does black dog mean depression? <laughs> that's not black dog, but that's fine. Yeah, that's still Led Zeppelin, though. Is that black dog? I don't remember. Yeah. No. no. So he was not. super into Jimmy Page. No. So, yeah, his whole thing was... Because he's being called, you know, the bulldog, right? Yeah. The black dog was just what he named his depression, essentially. Um, hmm. And he he did struggle through de- with depression through his life. It, it is something that is noted earlier. Who doesn't? Right. But uh, so he goes into this state um, pretty this heavily. This segment of, of People Time is brought to you by Lexapro. <laughs> yeah. That's where my ass is at. Yeah. There you go. Same. <laughs> yeah. Now pay us some money, please. I'll oh. take Lexapro money. <laughs> Yeah. And Cialis, too. What's that? Uh, for your dick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So when he's in his black dog phase, um, he will play to write, write that that's basically the most difficult part so of his, his life because he feels like a big failure, like his father before him that got into parliament and got kicked out essentially, right? So it's his emo phase. Yeah, kind of. Listening to a lot of, you know, the emo bands. Yeah. What's the what's the one that everyone references and cut yourself and listen to? I don't know. You fucking all of them. I don't. I don't have a specific problem with emo. You know. Yeah. Captain Jazz. Go listen to Captain Jazz or uh, uh, Sunny Day Real Estate. Hmm. But uh, you know, whatever. So during this phase, he goes and lives with his brother. Takes his family. Goes and lives with his brother for some reason. Let's go hang out with Jack. Yeah, he just kind of wants to get away. Um, he drowns his sorrows in alcohol, tobacco, and picks up painting. Sweet. Yeah. And he paints uh, for the rest of his life. It's like a lifelong hobby of his that he enjoys, <laughs> which is weird because he's always on the go, 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 and painting seems to be kind of like his – that's where he can kind of zen out, I guess. Yeah. But – yeah, and I didn't mention this earlier. He paints too. Yeah. I, Eisenhower painted too. What's with all these big – I don't know. I guess after you see a lot of war, you're like, i got to calm down and just do something. <laughs> I like, just need to paint. You mean I got a, a nice little tree. tree yeah. I got a friend for Happy him. Happy little mountain. Yeah. yeah. So uh, – I mean, if it's not known, he's been during this whole entire time. He's a he's a heavy drinker. If you didn't know this about Winston, I apologize. I should have brought it up earlier. Yeah. He is a heavy drinker. Uh, smokes cigars a lot. You know, most kind of, of the pictures you see him when he's older, he's yeah. got a cigar in his mouth. My kind of guy. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he holds his liquor fairly well, though. Um, I was always under the impression that he was wasted. Yeah, like that he had spouts or something, or like there was something about because it, it's noted that he's a heavy drinker, and it's true he is. We fight on the ground. <laughs> he sounds like it sometimes. We fight on the landing. But ground. he seems level-headed and very, you know, uh, you know, what's the word? Not conscious. He seems very cogent. I don't know. People can't tell that I'm drunk at work. I can't. Are you drunk right now? Oh shit! Oh, like, I'm wasted right now. But are you? I can't tell. Nah, I'm not wasted. No. Beer drunk. Yeah. I found so this Mexican beer that your roommate left. I'm 
drinking it. So yeah, that's uh, that's what he's doing right now. In 1916, he's 42 years old. He decides to go and do what he does best. He's done with his black dog phase. He doesn't want to be depressed anymore. No more black dog. So what does he do best? He's Zeppelin. What's after Zeppelin four? Five. <laughs> after his doc, his black dog phase. After his black dog phase, he. Yeah. Uh, so he's in his houses of the holy phase now. Uh, what's that? Zeppelin five. There you go. Yep. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so he's gonna go do what he does best, and that is to go to war. <laughs> oh, <laughs> as a soldier. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. So that's what he does. He heads over to France because there's a big battle going on there, huge battle going over in France, and he joins it. And he actually starts off on the kind of lower ranks, but he quickly gets up to be a lieutenant colonel. Even though he's like in his forties. Yeah. He just starts at the bottom, like yeah, cleaning latrines, and then up. Because really, when he was last in the military, he went to he went to a lot of big battles, but he didn't get up the ranks a whole bunch. Yeah. And then he retired from that to go be a journalist, basically. Yeah. And went to Parliament and decided to go do that. So even though he was high up in the in politics and controlled the whole navy, when he went back to go do the military thing, it was just back to his normal rank, I guess. Britain is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I think the people at the lowest can also just become the highest, and the highest can just be like, I'm going to go in. They can just move shit around. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm going to be good it's at whatever this. whatever the queen feels like. <laughs> Dance for me. Yeah. Give me your taxes. <laughs> I have no political influence. Uh. <laughs> we have British people that listen to our podcast, so they're going to be like, this might. is so wrong. <laughs> all the queen stuff, all your... It's just wrong. We don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, your guys' politics is confusing to me. And we admit that we don't know shit. Although I still think that, uh, you know, having the monarchy is just a slap in the face of democracy. I don't know why you guys deal with that. Yeah, I don't know either. Kick her the fuck out. <laughs> put, put her old ass in the street. Or at least end it when she's done. Like, no more. Yeah. I don't know. I get that it's like a celebrity scenario, but look, we got J-Lo. We're doing fine. You guys can have that. They don't have to be royal. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> That's my impression of a royal person. So he's a lieutenant colonel. He's placed in command of a battalion, and he goes to the battlefronts for three months, and it is brutal. Um, he does yeah. all right, though. Um, the funny thing is, is he writes back to his wife saying, um, even though he's surrounded by death and war and all these things, he hasn't been this happy in a long time. <laughs> no joke. That's his shit. And I don't think it's because he's morbid or anything. I think it's just he's he, good at it. He might be. I he might be, but I think it's because he's comfortable here. He knows this yeah. kind of stuff, and he's good at it. So He's good at killing fuck motherfuckers. Yeah, he's good at tactics and all that shit. Hey, if he's got the mind for it. Um, that's why Britain is dumb, because they fired him, and he's a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. I blame the Queen for that. But World War One, that shit sucks. That trench warfare, that's nothing of... It fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. But after these three months, and it's... It's a good battle. He heads back to London, and um, <laughs> yeah, he makes a bunch of speeches uh, about uh, basically suggestions and how to solve problems. He's not joining Parliament back. He's just telling them, like, look, this is what's going That's on in the I, war. Yeah. This is what you guys should do. And uh, they give him <laughs> the position of Minister of Munitions. So, like, head of the <laughs> army? Yeah. It's like all the... Uh, you know, ammunition, all the weapons, all that stuff. I, I think he has some control as well as the so he army. Just, he just takes inventory of bullets? Well, I mean, I think he controls, like, maybe even... I'm not sure if he controls the money, the economics of how much goes where, but I think he's a part of that, and also huh. where to put, you know, where to put the weapons, where to... Weird. So it's funny, because he... You know, he top, bottom, top. Yeah, he leaves Parliament, 
he's all depressed. He goes over, gets into the war, and then comes back and is like, and they they basically give to him like, here, you should be this guy. And he's like, okay. Yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time. Yeah. That's why I went back. Which is good because it kind of eases the shame of his previous failed campaigns. Yeah. Um, and he dives headfirst into the new role, and he reforms actually the whole entire department. And he's constantly trying to make new proposals. Like, he's just shooting them out like mm. crazy. Like, this is what you should do. Here's what this. And he participates in uh, other battles while he's still the Minister of Munitions. And what? he equips the half million American soldiers who land in Europe to join in World War One. So come on, boys! Yeah. So he's he's doing a lot of stuff. He gets this, and he doesn't he doesn't half-ass it or anything. He, Weird. In matter of fact, he goes balls to the wall on it and does well. And people are very happy with his work on that. Like the British Fuck, know, people, dude. they must. I I he just seems like he would definitely be the guy that everybody is psyched. To know is on their side. Yeah. He's smart, ambitious. Yeah. He can count bullets like nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. He does run into one issue that's um, rather funny. He can't count. <laughs> no. No, but uh, the munitions factory during World War One goes on to two strikes. One of the times he goes and tells them, like, what do you guys want? And then he, like, helps solve the problem. Mm -hmm. They go on strike again, and <laughs> he comes out on, like, the media like he actually addresses like everybody so that everyone knows like where he stands and he tells them that if they don't get back into the fucking workstations <laughs> then they can help serve their country by going to the front in France either or bitches yeah he's yeah. just like hey you either go back and get into that factory and do the shit I, I try to help you with your stuff we're in a fucking war right now or you can go fight in it I don't care and everybody takes his threat Prom seriously and they go back to work promptly goes back to work that's yeah. actually pretty baller yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> Uh, so uh, he has also tanks that are made, mm. um, and by the thousands, um, off a prototype that he actually created when he was head of the navy, and he actually built. Because tanks are like a new. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're relatively new, and he built a prototype, and he wanted to create them. Um, so he knew Tom Tanks. Tom Tanks, I forgot about. Tom. He knew Tom Tanks. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It was all Tom's idea. No, it was his. It was Winston's. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> all that, but... You show me Tom Tanks' shit in this. I told you. He's, <laughs> he just puts metal siding on his sob. Oh, uh, a sob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he... he it's kind of cool. The tanks actually are named after him called the Winston Foley's. So... And that's like... Or Winston's Foley's. Is that like a classic British tank? Tank, yeah. And it's, it's considered to be a good tank. Um, we find out later on, of course, and... Second World War that Germans have pretty much superior tanks. Oh they yeah, they have, the, they have uh, the Panzers. Yeah, they have. I think they have a couple that are pretty damn People, good. Yeah, they were pretty scary. So, but at this time in World War One, these tanks are are killing it. They're good. All right. So, and it's based off his prototype. So you got to think about this also. I mean, like he created the basically the much. air, you know, force, the yeah. British Air Force, <clears throat> head of the Navy. While he was there, he was getting the tanks prototype made up. When he finally comes back around. He ends up actually putting that prototype into play, and they mm. actually make them. Um, in 1918, his um, army breaks through the lines of Germany, and they roll into Germany, which is the end of World War One. You're done. Yep. Give us your shit. And he is made back to his first Lord of Admiralty, hey. which was the position he was in when he had the Navy and everything. You only had to prove it. Yeah. 17 times. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. 
Hey, fucking hey, it sounds like uh, World War One, maybe a different narrative without Winston. Yeah, well, I mean, he definitely worked his ass off and made a lot of good changes to yeah. help them out. I just think it's funny that the guy seems to be successful time and time after again, and he has a fuck up that it it, it does cost lives and it is a problem. However, I feel like I say the fuck up and not his fuck up. You fuck up all the that's a, like it's that's war. Why. You're gonna go up against other people who are also trying to kill you. Like it's it's a battle. It's what it is. Yeah, and you don't always win. You try your best, and if not. Mm-mm. But he got blamed for it a lot. But the cool thing is that that kind of gets shifted Bullshit. a little bit when he does make it to this position again. The he because he pleads his case again to get this position, and it gets put in the papers. But no negative thing about him comes out in the papers. So that so. earlier stuff just didn't it didn't happen. And the the right will always the conservatives will always kind of hold it over his head, kind of a thing. But the real snowflakes. Yeah. Yeah, conservatives. But yeah, so but he's back in the same position. There you go. Is that where he did he feel pretty accomplished like that's where he wanted to be? Like he wanted to be the head of the military or at least um, the navy. I'm not even sure. I think he liked being a part of many different aspects in parliament. 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 Wow. Parliament. So, yes, the yeah. uh, George Clinton project. George Clinton project. Yeah, not like Funkadelic. Mm. The other one. The other one? Yeah, Funkadelic and Parliament. Oh. You have no idea what I'm Nope. <laughs> All right, so in 1918 to... I'm going to kind of start pushing things together. 1918 1921. It's his mid-40s. Okay. Because he does kind of a lot, and this is a nice way to condense it. a lot of energy, though. After the war, Winston continues into politics and calls for uh, nationalization of railways. Um, he, pill, he puts a bill in to stop monopolies... Um, create new tax reforms. He's trying to help the lower class again. He's trying not to, you know, smart, let, let smart them get guy. fucked and don't let the big companies take advantage. When you're in a democracy, that's how you get voted. Yeah. Yeah. He gets the uh, Dundee position again, along with the position he already has, I suppose. He just, yeah. It's just politics in Britain, I guess. Dundees. How much more can I explain it? Is that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets moved to the War Office where he is given both the Secretary of State of War and the Secretary. Terry State of Air. At the same talk. time? He gets both of them. And he, so he's serving under whoever the prime minister is at the time? Pretty much. Wow, dude. Yeah. People really fucking trust the guy. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the Secretary of State of Air now is actually the Royal Air Force now. They've actually, like, it's a thing. Like, yeah. It actually really wasn't quite. They had a different kind of uh, name for it, and mm-hmm. it was structured differently. Uh, yeah. But this is like he oversees everything on that. So yeah, he's the guy. Somebody's got to do it. Um, around this time frame, uh, you have Russia, who is going through a revolution. Winston is outspoken against the new Communist Party. Can't trust him. That is trying to gain control of Russia. He tries to talk about it to you know make sure that pretty much everybody in Europe is doing that. When Russia goes into communism, yeah, there's lots of talks about that they're doing fine because that's what Russia's doing. Russia's lying to everybody. Else. Like we're great, everything's awesome. Not yeah. things aren't awesome. We aren't committing genocide at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. but everybody else is going. Maybe we should become communists. So he's outspoken, being like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't be an idiot. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. and he states out that all the tyrannies in history, the Bolshevik tyranny, is the worst. Talking about Russia. Which, yeah. 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 He's probably not too far off. The Bolsheviks are bloodthirsty. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other story and a great one, but we'll kind of continue on from here. People time will 
touch back on Leninism and, and the Bolsheviks. That'd be pretty interesting, actually. At some point, yeah. Lenin does come up a little bit more here in this one, but yeah, we'll have to do a people time on him sometime because there's a lot going on out there. Yeah. Winston has uh, actually 14. Imagine all the people <laughs> lining up to be uh, murder, murdered by me. What? That's what Lenin was saying. Oh, about. that's what Lenin. John Lennon. Lennon. I get it. I made the connection. I, it took me a long time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's good, though. I liked it. Was, a lot of it was Stalin, though. He, he was Stalin on the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I hate myself. Yeah. All right. I like you. It's okay. Our listeners probably hate us, but that's all right. They do. Thank you. So, uh, Winston actually has 14,000 troops that are actually already in Russia. Oh, wow. For what? Well, he's actually trying to help. He's actually trying to help the anti communist white force in Russia. Oh. Because he's like, dude, if they gain control, this is going to be a whole thing and a problem. So, yeah. he's actually helping. I mean, he's using the military to help with political means of another country to yeah. save his own country, kind of a thing. We do that all the time. Constantly. Um, so he does that. Um, the war goes on, though, and eventually he pulls out the troops, saying that, you know, uh, it's going to happen one way or the other. If Russia's going to be saved, it'll have to be saved by Russians. You know, they'll. He he hopes for it. He, he like encourages them, but he's like, I I can't keep throwing my own men at this. Yeah, he tried. Yeah, Fuck, man, it's hard to stop communists. Yeah, they get so fucking worked up. And shortly after that, idiots. Hmm. Shortly after that. Vladimir Lenin takes control of Russia under his new communist government. Mm-hmm. Cue uh, the Darth Vader music here. Oh, yeah. So during this exact same time period, a lot happens in these couple of, like, these three years. During the same time period, um, you also have, let's see, I, the Irish have been trying to gain their independence from... England. Fuck the Irish. And they've been trying. They've actually been trying since like 1916. So they've been trying for a little while. Yeah. Um. By the way, there's my cranberries reference. 1916. Yeah. That's what. Wait. What? So the cranberries. What happened? You know the song "Zombie." Oh yeah. Yeah. So the line. Since 1916. Yeah. In the, your head. Yeah. So it's that same old thing since 1916. They're fighting with their tanks and their bombs and their bombs head. and their guns. Yeah. That's what she's talking about, by the way. Yeah. Well, that, there's a lot, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, Irish independence is a big story. Yep. Pro- probably. I'm <laughs> I, just listening to the cranberries and I'm putting that together. <laughs> there, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there. I researched the shit of it. Not a lot of it's going to come into this play, though. Well, the only thing I know is that at one point there were streets with no names, and Bono was upset about it. <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, and that's, that's it. Yeah. And they use tanks and bombs and, and bombs, bombs and guns. <laughs> and guns. <laughs> That's yeah, what I it. it's also about like some kids that got killed, um, and they were taking off life support. Uh, they, they got killed. They got they're shelling and bombing and all sorts of stuff going on in the streets. You got fighting because there's two parties in Ireland. One of them is trying to get independence from itself from its own <sighs> thing. Know. There's a whole bunch of things. So they break off, make a government, and Britain gets involved because Britain's kind of controlling Ireland, like they're controlling everybody else. We own you. And there's a lot of fighting that goes on, and to break it down. That's what's going on. Uh, there's a huge history of the world of people just taking their independence back from England. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of this time frame is. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So to not go any too much further there, there's my yeah, that's my cranberry reference. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I have a whole bunch more information, and unfortunately, it doesn't involve a whole lot about Winston, other than he sent some troops over called the Black and Tan Army, and they... To fuck the Irish. 
yeah, it's not good. They're the black and tan army strikes civilians and all sorts of stuff. That's not great. There's a lot of backlash on it, and don't yeah. like the CIA kind of for the. It's for a them? special for enforcements. That he, Yikes! He, it's a, it's his brainchild. Although I don't think he actually oversees what they do. That's not good. Yeah, but it because. Britain, I mean, Ireland obviously doesn't like it because they're the ones that are getting Being killed. Murdered. But even Britain doesn't like it, and so they're, they are they start to, like, okay, pull back, pull back. Get the black and miles um, back. Ireland here. does get their independence um, for a very, very short time. Um, mm. They split off. Half of Ireland's like, yay, we finally got ours. So and, there's Northern Ireland, and then... Right, and Britain's like, hey, I'll tell you what. You guys can govern yourselves and do all that stuff, but still under our thing. What do you guys think of that? taxes. Yeah. And half of them say yes, and half of them say no. Mm-hmm. And Britain's like, okay, well, we'll sign the treaty with just the one that does want to do it. And war breaks out after that in Ireland, the Civil War. Yeah. So it's that's a whole mess. But Winston does write up the treaty. He's the one who actually puts it together, or at least a draft. History is a mess. Draft. Yeah. It's a fucking mess. Um, oh, during this time frame, you also have the start of you know, propaganda and spreading that Jews are the enemy. In England, kind of all over. <laughs> it's all over Europe-ish. Uh, I mean, it's the very beginning start. We're talking about we're still in like nineteen, early nineteen twenties. Still. And Winston writes a a little ditty on it, a little thing on the paper. Ooh. And he says that um, he he actually praises the Jewish people. He likes the Jewish people. So oh. Nothing wrong with it. He says the movement among the Jews is not new. The worldwide conspiracy that they are trying to overthrow the civilization for the yeah. uh, reconstruction of society on the basis of arrested development of envious malevolence, malevolence, yeah. yeah. malevolence. Oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and impossible equality has been steadily growing. So he's noting that like people are talking about it. It's nothing to be worried about. It's stupid. Don't don't treat them differently. Yeah, like the whole idea that they are malevolent is. Uh, Dangerous and a misnomer, and maybe just be cool. Yeah, be cool. Yeah, I thought isn't the day that he wrote for the newspaper that the Jews smell weird, the Jews smell different. Let's all burn them. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> um, just thinking of the different Churchill. Which one? What, uh, it's pronounced Hitler. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 He put that in the newspaper. We'll get to that too. All right, so uh, moving on. He's uh, still in his 40s. Winston becomes Secretary of State of the Colonies, which, fun fact, by the way, the position was first created in 1768 to deal with the increasingly troublesome North American colonies. Mm, That's why that position exists. Which obviously failed in the sense of America, which is a whole other story, which is fun, but anyways. I'm not familiar with that story. Neither. Actually, I know know quite a bit on that one. That one's fun. I don't know anything about it. At one point... I was born in in Utah. Mm-hmm. That's what I know yeah. about America. Yeah, and Coca Cola, and McDonald's. Oh, oh, and McDonald's, and Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about Michael Jackson. Yeah, we should be able to. Oh boy, no, no thanks. All right, <laughs> I don't. So, anyways, want he to. takes on this position, um, and so he's trying to oversee the colonies. He actually is trying to help Ireland out. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's help out like keep paying your taxes. Help, help. Help everybody out. Help, help me help you help yeah. me not kill you. He's still trying to be good, but yeah, he's also in, he's looking out for Britain, of course. Um, Churchill also starts writing his book on World War I, um, and he loses his position as the Dundee. 
Because because that's just because apparently <laughs> so someone else won the election that time. The Queen. <laughs> move for me. All right, let's move to 1924, and he's 49 years old. He's old, almost in his fifties. Old motherfucker. Um, he joins in the election again as a liberal this time, but loses. Oh, oh wow. And he's outspoken on and hostile towards socialism, and doesn't believe. Oh, and he, he doesn't believe that the Labour Party, who is a socialist party, is in full help of the British people. He doesn't think they're going to help at all. So he's trying to like keep socialism out, keep communism out. That's a yeah, that's a solid middle ground. Yeah, and uh, but he doesn't win anything, so he doesn't win any seats. So he goes and writes some more books. Well, yeah. So this is actually in his early fifties. Um, he's asked to actually rejoin the conservative side as the chancellor. Of the Exchequer, right? That happened again. That, yeah, is the position his father had. If uh, you remember, Exchequer, right. Exchequer, yeah. And uh, so the Exchequer, I didn't say this when when we were talking about his father, um, but it's just it's, it's Her Majesty's Treasury. Treasury. He's in, he's responsible for sounds boring the economic and financial matters of England. Sounds really boring. Yeah. But you work in pro- close proximity to the to royalty. That's and I've, helpful. I'm sure there was some sort of weird like this was the position my father had before he died. What well, a, before he lost, you know, it's you know. a tingling sensation I have in my balls. Uh, my favorite part of this part is that his father, his father, was trying to do all this stuff, make cuts, and and yeah, do the position, and then he ends up losing it by throwing it away. Basically, mm-hmm. he goes in and decides he's going to uh, reenact. Um, the gold standard, and it completely puts them into a depression, pretty much. Yeah, you can't do that. And money has to be speculative. Yeah. So his father went on there, fucked up. He goes in there in the same position and fucks it up. And it gets a big thing. Uh, it really does cause a lot of issues and for for so many things. Look, guys, unemployment. Money doesn't need to be backed up by anything other than your imagination. Yeah. And if you pretend it isn't. You got a depression. Yeah. That's in that's in all the books. And he admits that it was a, a terrible, terrible mistake and takes it all from what people are saying in, about him. And he makes a small comment just to kind of, I guess, lighten the mood by saying, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not good with numbers. Like, yeah, what, do you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, sorry, like, I'm not good with numbers. No, it's royalty. I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't do good in math. Yeah. The other had is a fucking abacus, and I was drunk on bourbon. What do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? I could tell guys to kill guys. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, pretty much. So from here, he loses his position because of that. He doesn't run again um, for another position, position, and he's not invited to join any other cabinets. <laughs> he, people are mad. Oh, you're the guy who fucked up currency, right? Yeah. Get the fuck out. The whole entire country goes into... Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. So he, this is like J-Lo at the low end of her career. <laughs> Which is most of it. How? Oh, what are you going to do? Fight me. dare you? <laughs> She is always at the top. <laughs> always. Ex- I mean, except I, for the part that I was referencing where she's at the bottom. This whole time, I didn't even know who you were talking about because I was like, J-Lo? I don't even remember that name. Until just now, it's just like, oh, yeah, that one person. <sighs> don't do a victory dance. I already did it. All right. All right, so now we're going to get to it. Yes, he does now write a bunch of books because he made that big fuck up. Uh, from Is 1931 it? to 35, he ends up uh, getting depressed again. Um, this gives him time, though, because he's not in politics his, to his go black, write books. black dog days. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so he's drinking and doing all the fun stuff. He does write a book. Um, it's basically a biography on 
the uh, John Churchill that we mentioned earlier at the very beginning of the story, the guy who did right. all this stuff yeah. to get that big palace. Set up the Churchill family. Pretty much. Yeah. So he writes a, a biology on him, and it's uh, it's actually taken very well. I'm going to read some Churchill shit. I'd have never done that. Now you ready for the best part ever, though? You, yeah. I'm going to read some Churchill, too. Yeah. Here's my favorite. This is my favorite part. I'm fucking pumped. All right. He also publishes another book. Yes. Uh, it gets published later, actually, in 1937, but it's close by. All right. Called The Great Contemporaries, which Ooh. is a short biographical essay about famous people. Are you sure? Their speeches and articles. He's He did pe- he did people time. He's doing people He's time. He's doing people time. He's doing people time. <laughs> <laughs> he did people time. Winston Churchill did people time. Pre-people time. Yeah. And we're just emulating him. Yeah. So I mean, it's I mean, it's true. People have done bio, you know, uh, biographies on other people, obviously. But yeah. he took a collection of them and was like, "These are the ones that I think are cool, and I want to go over." Here's a bunch of articles and speeches. Here's the and, salient points. Yeah. Here's some dick jokes. Here's some terrible <laughs> jokes. One guy is wasted, <laughs> which is me, Churchill. I'm Winston. Nice, yeah. wasted. Yeah. But I, I, when I read this, I just started laughing my ass off. I was like, yeah, like he is, did people time. This is people time. This is what we're doing. <laughs> How self-referential could you get? I know. That's insane. But I fucking love it. Dude, yeah. Well, to come across it, that's hilarious. Yeah. Because he's not writing biographies. He's doing people times. Yeah. I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah, he's basically taking people's lives and does <laughs> a, like a, you know, a short excerpt or whatever. How do you say it? Excerpt? Did he have any thoughts on Amelia Earhart? I had the list of names. I got them down at the very bottom of my notes. I'll have to go down and look at them. Honestly, I went through them all, and there's only a couple that I even kind of recognized. Yeah, I recognize. and the rest were yeah. – a lot of them were British people, obviously. So I uh, – Is there even anybody interesting in Britain other than him and John Lennon? I don't know. When's John Lennon alive? Like, what, when is 60s, he even born? 60s, 70s. Yeah, John Lennon's not I'm alive a, at this point. I'm more of a, jo- a Paul McCartney guy anyway. <laughs> all right, so we're going to get to another part during the same time frame – uh, Gandhi. Yeah. Who's that now? Oh, you mean uh, good, good soul, great soul. Yeah, the great souled one. Great soul. The great soul. Uh, he was uh, already imprisoned earlier in the twenties by the British, who had released him. Oh, what and... a fucking great story too! When they oh, just yeah. cut him loose. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> all right, you can go. I guess we got stomach problems or something. Get out. Get here. the fuck out. So. Uh, He's also now more closer to our time frame. I just mentioned that he's already been captured once, but back to where we are, where Winston Churchill is in our story. He has already started performing his civil disobedience acts, the famous Salt March. Right. Um, And love salt down there. And this is hindering uh, Britain. Um, And he continues other protests that are that are they're screwing Britain over, basically. And I say screwing over, they kind of deserve it. (laughs) Like, well, in full, they do. Yeah, imperialism doesn't make people happy yeah what are you gonna do so um maybe knock it off so britain signs this um pact called the gandhi Irwin pact which is an agreement on both sides stating steve steve Irwin and gandhi i'm pretty sure i'm just pronouncing it shitty but i-r-w-i-n Irwin. yeah yeah maybe so steve yeah steve Irwin. it's a be kind of animals stay away from them stingrays yeah yeah oh might be a little bad taste. Is it? I don't know. Don't nah, feel good. That's just a good PSA. Don't <laughs> hang out with stomach hurts now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I think you're just emulating how he got. Ah, oh, it just gets worse from here. No, no, die. I'm so sorry, Steve. Steve Irwin is a global hero. I have not. Yeah, I'm not saying anything bad. He did. I know. He did get stabbed to death. Poor guy. 
good guy. I saw his kid on like a yeah, uh, some Tonight Show thing and same energy and stuff too. Same charm. Yeah. God, what a lovely family. Yeah, right. I want to have sex with all of them. Oh man. <laughs> so sorry, Steve Irwin's family. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, it's an agreement on both sides where. Britain's going to release a bunch of Indian political leaders that they've captured and, you know, basically yeah. imprisoned. And Gandhi will stop his protests because they are hurting Britain. Yeah. It's that bad. Right, yeah. Yeah, which you had mentioned that it seems surprising, but, like, not using their salt collapsed their... Their salt, their clothing. They stopped going to libraries right. and schools that are Britain-made. They try to just basically suffocate Britain by not buying anything from Which them. sounds like it wouldn't work, but it totally it, fucking worked. Dude, it works hardcore. Matter of fact, Winston Churchill, first of all, he's mad that Britain agreed to this. He's like, you should have just solved the problem by not giving anything to Gandhi. Find a different way, I don't know. But he's not in politics. These are just his thoughts, essentially. Fuck that Indian guy. So, um, Winston is holding a political position at this time, or is not holding a political position at this time, I'm sorry, but he does go on record stating that he disapproves of Gandhi pretty much in every way. He, he says this. It's an alarming and also nauseating to see Mr. Gandhi, a sedacious, which is someone who um, he's a cause rebels. I had to go look it up, by the way. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I learned stuff, too, yeah, when I'm doing he's this. He's got big words, yeah. yeah. Middle Temple lawyer. It's $5 words. Now posing as a fakir. And by the way, I had to look that up, what too. What the fuck is that? Now, we actually talked about this in the other one, and I remember after I looked it up. But a fakir is someone who denounces their possessions. They vow poverty, and they own, and they... They right. worship. They're oh, like, right. that's okay. their dedication. Yeah. So he's, Aesthetic. So he's basically saying he's posing as this fakir. He's like, he's not really a fakir. He's posing. And, and uh, that's not wrong. Well, uh, of a type, let's see here. And it's saying he's striding around half naked up the steps of the vice regal palace to parlay on equal terms with the representatives of the king's emperor? Yeah, so he's he's just trash talking him. Yeah, he's just talking shit like yeah. in the public, like this little fucking brown dude who pretends to yep. be all pious who ain't walking yeah. around telling everybody what to do. Hey, fuck you. Yep, that's exactly what he's doing. Now he's doing this to undermine Gandhi on purpose. He's doing it publicly. He wants he's doing it to the press and everything, which yeah. it works out in favor for the fact like what Britons believe. You know, they they're like, oh yeah, our our hero. Yeah, we believe you. But pretty much everywhere else, not so much. The rest of Europe actually th sympathizes with Gandhi. Yeah, he, he's the more heroic character. And uh, it actually helps gain Gandhi a little bit more, like, support. Hey, way to fuck up, Wince. Yeah. Yeah, Winston was trying to undermine him, and it didn't really work out. Yeah, can't win it at all. He grows even further bitter against Gandhi as the years go by, calling him an evil genius, a menace who keeps attacking the Britain Empire. <laughs> He even goes so far to call him a dictator and a Hindu Mussolini. Oh, come on. Right? Isn't that, like, boy. I think... No. Do you, know, do you remember who Mussolini is? I don't think that's... No. It's not accurate. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Mussolini, yeah. So... Gandhi did some shitty stuff, but no, he's not. Yeah. No. I mean, he's trying to fight without fighting. That's essentially what that's, he's doing. Yeah. And he inspired Martin Luther King Jr. Like, for Christ's sakes, what... Yeah. Fuck are you talking about, Wins? So Wins just doesn't like him, and he and it is hurting. Like that's how big of a thing this is that Gandhi does. This. Yeah, he's just pissed hurting off. Hurting Britain. Yeah. yeah, and so he tells everybody that Gandhi's just trying to try, trying to start a race war, and it's all for his own selfish gains. So he's just going off, and he he yeah. doesn't like Gandhi. They're not. Hey, yeah, I get that you're pissed off or whatever. Yeah. 
later on he'll say when Whatever. he's on his hunger strikes when he gets captured later on in the 40s or right he'll say like yeah fine let him go on a hunger strike i guess he'll starve to death like Ugh. that's what winston basically comes up with he's like <laughs> yeah yeah let the little guy die and he's like okay Whatever. if he doesn't want to eat then i guess that's his choice yeah yeah that's kind of winston's standpoint i'm gonna eat bourbon for dinner yeah, I feel right. I mean, yeah. Now, kind of um, ironically, at the same time this is happening with Gandhi, mm-hmm. he is now finally given a position of <laughs> what's called the New Commonsworth Society, which is a peace organization, mm. which is described. Uh, he describes later as one of the few peace societies that advocates the use of force, if possible, overwhelming force, <laughs> to support public international law. So it's a peace society. It's an organization. It's not part of the government. Yeah, that murders people. <laughs> I guess. I don't know how much force I... That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's overwhelming force. Hey, be nice to each other. I will cut your throats. I will kill you. Yeah, I will kill your whole family unless you're nice. Yeah, I don't think they... Be got, peaceful. I didn't see anything about them murdering people, but yeah, you can tell it's... What a ridiculous thing to say, though. Right? We are a peaceful organization by force. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. So while he's doing all this, he uh, is writing his book still. You can see that he's still actively speaking in Parliament, even though he doesn't actually hold a position. So yeah, he's writing books. He's writing more books. He's not in Parliament anymore. Mm. He's kind of depressed. But we're going to go into 1935, where Winston, he's actually growing... Um, concern for Germany's military power. Well, who wouldn't be? He's pretty much the only one in Britain, too. It's weird. Yeah, so he did that last time. Yeah. No, I just learned that, I mean, hindsight, and especially because we have proof afterwards to... Yeah. But if Winston's like, I don't trust those guys, and we're going to go to war with them later if we don't do something, just trust them. Just listen to them. Everyone else is like, it's fine. And he's like, no, it really isn't. Like, he's advocating a lot to everybody like you're gonna have to address this this is gonna be an issue and everyone else is like yeah but it's fine those germans seem okay i like that hitler guy I well like the, I th- the cut of his jib i think a lot of that's going to politics he's like anti-communism he's anti-social uh socialist and there is a socialist party in britain so maybe people just chalk it up to being like this is just part of his political ploy of being like mm. yeah don't trust anyone who's that but he's actually watching their military get stronger, and he's like, something's going on, which is funny. It's exactly what happened in World War One. Bad form. Yeah. Good for Winston, though. Hey, when he calls something out, you just pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he wrote something kind of cool, so this is how you know how how far in advance he knew before everybody else. He actually wrote out a, uh, a little article called Hitler and His Choice, which is uh, Churchill just expressing that Hitler, even though he kind of came to power in a really terrible way, that he yeah. might have the ability to actually – be heroic and honorable and actually fix his country and to join basically Europe and being a you know a, an upstanding country with the rest of them kind of a thing like potentially I guess yeah. but he's still concerned like he's like eh, he's he got to power in a really bad way like, yeah. he even mentions like eh. that little mustache makes me nervous <laughs> yeah and, and it should yeah the Reichstag fire is not uh, which is funny you should say that because he actually met Chaplin and he liked him you met, oh Charlie yeah that's cool so but yeah maybe Maybe one guy with it who's an actor, that's fine. A politician with that? Mm-mm. Well, as oh. much as Charlie's a nice guy, the mustache is going to make you nervous. <laughs> yeah. like, what is he doing? Why? Yeah. What's the deal? It's, it's an odd choice, buddy. Did your razor go out and you were like going from each side towards the middle? What happened there? Yeah, mostly do I like to make sure every side is correct first. <laughs> Matching. 
So yeah, he goes back into his black dog phase. It comes back barking, if you will. Black dog. Yeah. <laughs> and his family generally isn't doing super well. His wife is taking long trips away from home for a while. Yeah, you find out she's to, been with. to a dude's house. Well, it's speculated that she's probably sleeping around a lot, or at least you know during this time frame. Yeah. But it's for sure known that she, I guess, slept with some art dealer. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I said, just the sex stuff. Yeah. That seems like a normal thing, though. Everybody's just fucking everybody over there. Especially in the Winston family, in the Churchill family, I mean. Hey. Yeah, everyone's doing that. But anyway, so uh, that's happening with his wife. His son decides to quit his studies in Oxford to go be a politician. However, he drinks heavily and uh, whoops. is, like, considered that when he goes to clubs, he just pisses everybody off. He's that guy that's just, like, <laughs> falling over and, like, yelling at people and, and trying to get into fights, I'm assuming. With, like, a... Those guys with those jeans, the back, the ass is bedazzled. Yeah. He's just pushing girls over like, bitch, I just want, I don't know why you even want to have sex with me. Yeah. You're such a slut, man. I just thought, ugh, I had my parents. So it's not going well for him. Yeah, I know guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's got one daughter who was married um, earlier and she's going through a divorce. Like, it just seems like to Winston that everything's kind of just crumbling around. Even on this family, he... You know, uh, maybe you're a shitty dad. No one's listening to him in Parliament about Nazis. Yeah. Maybe you're a shitty husband. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I don't know. You suck. He definitely threw himself to work, so he might have not been super. You know. Yeah. They do show a video of him hanging out with his family and stuff. It seems pretty sweet. Like it's like a summer home, and they're like playing in the pool, and they're yeah. all laughing. cameras on. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so. Um, after he writes that report, goes to Parliament, talks to everybody, saying like he's concerned about it. No one listens. He goes back again a year later, saying the exact same stuff. He it grows even more. He's like, something's going on, guys, and still nobody listens. And this is like the 30s, sometime. Yeah, 36 now. Wow. 1936. And so no one's still listening to him. So he's got that much of insight, like more than a, a year or two. Well, it's a good th- yeah. Like if you pay attention and, and they're just building up their army, and you can tell that. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be like. What what's he what's that little mustache thinking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't trust um he doesn't trust the, the Nazis. As a matter of fact, he makes shortly in this time period he actually makes a a speech to the House of Commons in Parliament saying that he trusts more communism than he does the Nazis. Hmm. And he does not like communism. No, no. no. Back then, everybody's freaking out about communism. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Because the like like Eisenhower was telling us it's it's gonna try and take over the whole fucking world. And they tried, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So a uh, year after that, um, in March. So this is where it gets kind of silly. So Hitler does go and invade Austria. Dick. Yeah. So he was right. And a matter of fact, when uh, when he said to everybody that like you know we gotta be concerned about this, the actual prime minister at the time disagreed with him and he made a comment back saying that yeah history is going to prove you wrong and uh, i'm so sure of it that i'll be the one that writes about it nice job because he's an author so he's uh, like hey, i'm gonna be the guy that's gonna be like yeah you said this and then i said this and you were wrong and i want to remind everybody that i've been telling you for a while yep dumb yeah. fucks that's pretty much what happened so when hitler goes and um, invades austria in 1936 that's essentially what he's doing he's like okay mm. warning warning like come on guys and even then Hmm. Uh, yeah, they, Britain doesn't really do anything about this. They're just kind of like, that's their problem. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any cousins in Austria. I don't really care. Yeah. 
and uh, as it gets more concerning um, with him invading, you know, with Hitler going into other countries because the neighboring countries are, you know, they're now kind of targets and stuff. Mm. Um, they do finally start to address it at that point. They're like, okay, we got to do something. So they start communications with Nazi Germany. Hmm. And at the time, the prime minister, he uh, <laughs> he goes and meets with Hitler along with French, like, you know, the French. Hmm. And they sit down and come up with what's called the Munich Agreement, which is basically Hitler saying, all right, I tell you what, if you give me part of Czech, Czechoslovakia. Sure. If you give me part of that, then I will sign this saying that we will never go to war with each other ever <laughs> again. And they all sign it. Shitty little mustaches lie. Yeah, it is. But when the prime minister comes back, he's waving the paper and he has a press conference Woo! and he goes, we're never going to go to war again. We've kept the peace and everybody's like super happy. He's the hero that saved them from going to war. And then like five months later, Hitler goes and breaks the treaty. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. No, he goes in further into Czech, takes over more. And then starts taking over Poland, and uh, well, I mean Poland's a little bit later, but that's he broke the treaty. Now everyone's like, "Oh, this is an actual concern." Uh, uh, oh fuck! Who, yeah. who was warning us about this? And, I don't remember. And then Winston's like, "May you fuckers, May? Who, who are you? Aren't you that guy who writes books?" Yeah. So uh, we're good. Yeah, 1939. He does. Hitler does go in, and um, he invades Prague, and then he invades. Uh, Poland, Dick. and at this point is where they're like, okay, we've, we, we're going to get into the war. Um, however, the people really don't want the current prime minister to be in charge of that. Neither does parliament. They just don't trust the dude? He was kind of uh, passive and didn't mm. seem like he would be able to handle war. Parliament, there's also stuff going in the government and British government that people aren't happy with. Yeah. And he's not really uniting everybody, and so everyone's just like, not that guy. Yeah. And it comes up to the point where the newspapers are crying out, we need Winston back. <laughs> yeah, they're like cheering on, you know, that's the guy who was warning us, that's the guy who's, you know. Told us the whole fucking time. Yep. So uh, the current prime minister basically resigns saying, okay, go get Winston, he's the guy. And he's dead now. And he gets, Winston becomes the new prime minister. This is bum, where he dun, gets dun, it. Dun, dun. And I, I have skipped ahead a little bit, just in case anyone is wondering, before he got that, the prime minister, before he resigned, actually brought him in as the uh, the same position he was before, the first lord of the uh, admiralty. Yeah. The one's in charge of basically all the navy, all the air force, all that stuff. And that's where everyone's like, yeah, but you should get out. And then everyone's like, let's just bring him all the way, all the way in. So, yeah. But it's kind of cool because when he's taken over, I mean, this is the Air Force that he essentially pioneered. Like, he's the one who kind of got started. This shit. This is the the tanks that he created. These are the same ones, and he pushed to keep getting them more and more improved. Yeah. Like, all this stuff is stuff he kind of already did before, and now he's kind of got this army to work with that he helped kind of get going and create his United Kingdom's fucking weird. Right. Because he was, like, in charge of the military, and then he just took off. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was fine. And then they were like, hey, come back and do it again. He's like, okay. Yeah. It's it weird. Really happen. In America, if you fuck up, we're like, get out. Like, can you imagine, like, Reagan being like, hey, remember the whole scandal? But still, come on back. Can I? Yeah. Am I thinking of Reagan? Am I thinking of the right person? I don't know. Watergate scandal. Oh, it's Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. I knew I had the wrong guy. Nixon, yeah. Can you imagine, like, after that, then being like, yeah, but come on back. Yeah. That wouldn't ever happen. Yeah, what's the guy who, uh, that author, uh, Fitzgerald, said there's no chapter two 
for the American character. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, he's like, in America, you, you're in or you're out. Yep. You don't get a second chance. Yeah. It's more or less true. It's but in England, they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Try again. <laughs> you, did, you did good a couple times. Come on back. Do it I again. We could probably find somebody else, but we're tired. <laughs> you did it before. And it's always fucking cloudy here. <laughs> All we ever eat is fish and, like, blood pudding. That's just... Just come, you come do it again. Yeah, I'm crumpets. tired. You forgot crumpets. And what tea. the fuck is a crumpet? I don't know. You gotta know what a cricket is before you know what a crumpet is. <laughs> <laughs> I reversed him. Sorry, but yeah, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Any Ninja Turtles references? It's a hundred percent. So besides all of this stuff um, that he helped get moving on for this military, really, it's said that his greatest weapon is actually his spirit because. He really actually rallies up everybody. He gets Britain going on this. Yeah. Um, you know, he delivers great speeches. He delivers a lot of, um, and he travels a lot. He travels around to meet with people, bring up morale. And he's telling everybody, like, look, we're going to go to war. It's going to be brutal. Like, he is completely transparent. He's like, you don't understand. The only thing I can give you is blood, turmoil, and <laughs> and sweat, and tears. Like, he's basically saying, like, we're... We're going to get into this, and we're going to win, but we're going to be sacrificing a lot, but what we're going to get out of it is victory and not dying. It's not going to be fun. Not not getting overran and taken over. Hey, I I appreciate the honesty for that. Yeah. At least, at least he didn't lie to him, like, we got this. And that's what kind of helps rile everybody up, because everyone's afraid to go to war, and everyone's kind of on that verge, especially because right, right around this exact same time, uh, the French are joining the war as well, and... French. Yeah, Hitler goes in and, and takes over France. Um, he just walks in, and they're like, yeah. so, oh, so, oh, so. I found out there was a battle going on. I didn't know that. But they, the French did battle them. They walk in. They let them walk in. Yeah. The, the and French, then they fight back, but it's kind of already. They did the best they could, but they're French. just didn't matter. It's so terrible. Well, it's fine. <laughs> I was reading, I don't even remember what it was. It was some war book, and they were talking about how the French army at this time was like one of the greatest of all time. And they were supposed to be. Uh, uh No. No? I thought they had a really good uh, military. I just don't believe you. Like, fuck, dude. I think the idea they of what? They just walked in twice. Well, from my understanding, when they walked into France, Hitler and or you know the Germans told them that they weren't they weren't going to fight them. They just needed to walk through. <laughs> and the French <laughs> believed them. Pardon me? And so when they Excuse got me. inside, it was much easier to then just start fighting and destroying everything. Yeah. Hey, so. thanks, for, thanks for letting me stay the night. Um, By the way, this is my land now. Die? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and die now. And they did try to fight back, but yeah, because it, they were already on the inside, it was pretty much too late. The battle goes on for a little while, but they get yeah. squashed. It was really quick. Yeah, so everybody in Britain's afraid of going to war, but because of the spirit of the bulldog, who is now the oh. lion. Look out. Oh, they changed his moniker? Yeah, he's nice. now the lion, which later becomes the old lion. But yeah. Sure. Because he's kind of old. He's in his 60s at this that is, point. That is quite a step up, though, bulldog to lion. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. So he does, uh, one of Britain's greatest attributes in the military is actually his Air Force. They have really good planes. Sweet. The Spitfire and the Hurricane is what Ooh. they're called. So he sends them off. I mean, they're, they're entering the war. They're going to go fight Germany. And, um, their airplanes are going into battles with, uh, Germany's airplanes. And, yeah, yeah it's, they're doing a really good job of that. Um, however, Luftwaffe is no, no, no sh- bullshit, man. You got to, yeah. Yeah. Don't fly them. However, a German plane while in battle, supposedly what the Germans say is they dropped a bomb as a miscalculation and it hit London. 
I mean, it, it's Hitler, so I kind of just think he, he ordered it. But only, like, really, like, only one was dropped, and it didn't necessarily... They were probably just seeing what they would do. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they were just fighting in the air, and they didn't realize how close they were, and they yeah. were like, drop bombs, whatever. But either way, it hit London, and it pisses off Winston. You motherfucker. Oh, yeah. No, he gets furious. You little stashed little bitch. I'm coming for you. So what he does is he's like, all right, if you're going to attack my civilians... I'm coming for uh, I'm coming for you. Yeah. And he uh, makes this huge big speech about it, and his generals are advising him not to do what he wants to do, which so yeah, he's like, you're gonna drop bombs on London, I'm gonna go drop bombs on Berlin. Fuck you. So he sends over his planes to go drop bombs on Berlin, which is yeah, I mean, eye and, for an eye, man. Yeah. Uh, most of his planes do get shot down when they try to go to Berlin, but a few <laughs> get by and they drop them on the outskirts of Berlin. But this pisses off Hitler, of course. You did the thing I did. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so because it's, this pisses off Hitler, he's like, okay, that's it. Um, I order, you know, he puts out an order saying, uh, bomb England, bomb London, and burn every city. And he thinks it's only going to take a couple days Jesus. to do that. Like, he's like, just fuck them. We won't do it in the battlefield. I'll go I'll go just kill all your people. That sounds like something little Stash would do. Yeah. It's an asshole. Yeah. So uh, that's what's going on there. Um... Uh, during the Blitz, oh, I guess I could Oh, this go is the it. Blitz This creep. is it right here, yeah. Wow. This is the Blitz. Um, and all the people in London get down into, like, the subways. They get shelters, so yeah. that way they can, I mean, they're getting bombed. But it actually works out for them as, you know, British military tries to keep the Germans off of, you know, London and stuff. And they actually, like, the general citizenry are hiding in the subway and shit. Yeah, it's they like sleep bad. in there, they eat in there. They eat in there? Yeah, there's nothing like... I don't think they really come out for a little while Is while they're eating, getting bombed. While they're eating. Well, that's so strange. So, um, it's called the Blitzkrieg. That's... Is that what... Is that a German word? Blitzkrieg. I think it means lightning. Yeah, so... In German? In German, lightning. It's not what... Winston didn't coin that. No. Oh, okay. The Blitz. The Blitz. Is it the Blitz or is it Blitzkrieg? Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think Joey Ramone invented that word. Yeah, punk. Yeah, Yeah, the Ramones suck. They weren't British. Uh, No. I see, I always thought they were British. No, they're from New York, I think. I think you were thinking of Sex Pistols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Queen or whatever. You know, that's fine. They do it for fashion. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I always forget Jason Siegel's. (laughs) Yeah. I always yeah. forget that until yeah. I watch it. It wasn't until the last time I realized it, and I still also forgot, like, until you just said it, yeah. Yeah, he's the fucking guy with the glasses that looks all nerdy. That it always weirds me out when I see that. And breaks all the windshields, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, well, to figure out who's a better punk band, you have to watch SLC Punk. Yeah. They talk about that. Yeah. By the way, the remotes, no. Listen to the germs. Ugh. You know, no germs? No, I'm just a big punk. Not even the slits, not even uh, X. No, no. None of that. Uh, what like, are you talking about? Willis? What are you talking about, Winston? <laughs> what are you talking about, Winston? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, just bad religion then. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you there. I think that's a good compromise. Yeah, okay. But the good news is is that while they're bombing the shit out of London, this actually kind of gives Winston a chance to send his military, his airplanes, to actually go and, and do some some tactics that help in the war as well. But the cool thing is, is um, after the bombing of London, 
you know, once the Germans are held off by the British military. Mm-hmm. There's actually video footage you can see where the people are coming out from the subways uh-huh. and they go right back to work. And it's weird <laughs> because when I first was doing this in the research, I thought it was like romanticized, like it was written by a British person to be like, and they came out and it didn't bother them at all that their <laughs> city was bombed to shit and they went right back to Such work. Such bravery. And, but you can see the video, like it's rubble, like all over, the, like certain buildings have already collapsed and fallen over, but they're just moving through the streets, like it's time to go back to work. What the fuck is that? Just like what, the English spirit? Yeah, they just, they believed in Winston that much. They're like, okay, we got to get oh. back into it. We got to go. It was so much that they trusted him. Yeah, and Winston is smart enough that he goes to the, to the areas that were hit the worst and he visits with them and brings up morale and speeches and stuff to kind of help put the fire Fuck. still under their asses. That is, I mean, yeah, I'm a pretty cynical guy, but that's that's inspiring shit that you can like get a whole country. Yeah. And like, yeah, your your city's rubble and you're like, it's fine. Winston will figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to go make some tea. Well, and before he left to go visit with people, he expected people's spirits to be broken. But when he got there, like people were cheering for him and stuff and were like, we're... We're still in this. Wow. We're still behind you. You're so. going to fix it. That is not. That does not happen anymore. No. There's nobody on the planet that I would trust for anything. No. Yeah. No. If, if someone throws a rock at me and, you know, well, you're not going to lift my spirits. No. Nothing. I don't trust the police. I don't trust politicians. Yeah. Uh, I don't even really trust scientists so much anymore. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> well, I don't know. What are they putting in those vaccines? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, Jonas Salk. JK. Jonas Salk arises. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's what's going on. Um, while, like I was saying, when they were doing the Blitz, he took some of his military to go to go attack in took other the- parts of the battlefield, and he got kind of advantages because Germans were really kind of pushing a lot of their military onto Yeah, busy. England. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. And so after the... After the bombing, Winston gives uh, one of his most famous speeches. Mm. This is actually the one that you know of that's uh, at the beginning of... Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah, Live After Death. Yeah, that's the one he's saying. We're going to battle pretty much just... We're not going to surrender. We're not going to give up, and we're going to continue battling. Battle in the streets, battle in the air, battle in the hills, battle in the... On the landing grounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the speech On he gives the then. beaches. Yeah, and it's super inspiring. Everybody's like, yeah! You know what I thought was funny was... Um, I don't know if we made fun of it, but we we commented earlier about how, especially in that speech, his, his, he goes up and down in his voice. Yeah, I thought it was funny we were making fun of that because that's exactly what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're usually right about here, and then we go here, and then sometimes we're like, "Yep." Well, I guess in the speech, because when I when I first I read the speech, and or at least I read parts of the speech, and read that it was like this super powerful you know, speech. So when I went to go listen to it, the words are definitely powerful. Mm. It's awesome. However, uh, his inflections, like, it's not like, I don't know, I guess I was just picturing like pounding on the thing and like, we're going to war and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna battle in the streets. We're gonna battle in the air. And I thought it was just always pumped, but instead yeah. it's kind of like this, we'll battle in the streets and we'll battle in the air and we'll <laughs> battle in the hills. Yeah. So, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it sounds more like, uh, instructional like you know what it's gonna be fine and this is how we're gonna do it yeah we're gonna do this and then this and you get we're all gonna have a good time yeah blood alone turns the wheels of history <laughs> not quite that and i'm the up. guy who impressed the guy who impressed everyone you think about that <laughs> think about that and what is this it's gotta be like our eighth reference of the office <laughs> at least eh, it might be double digits by now yeah mm-hmm 
But so uh, that's what's going on there. Um, he gives a speech. Everybody's super stoked and happy. However, at the same time, though, as the war continues on, uh, Britain's funds are starting to get limited. Well, and Churchill reaches out to the U.S. It's expensive. It is, and he pleads with the U.S. He asks them to come join the war, come help out. That he gives warning that if they don't, that he thinks that it's bad enough that the war will be on their front steps rather than be able to fight it like over in Europe kind of it's gonna happen guys and the US does I guess something kind of cool they were selling um, you know they were selling arms to Britain at the time they decided to start giving them free weapons oh that's cool so they're like you know we're not gonna join the war sorry but here's something here we'll, we'll no longer sell these to you you can just have this which is helpful of course but he really wanted them to join the war because he knew that it, at this time, with the French falling, it really is Britain versus Germany. I mean, it's really the it's most... Yeah, before Russia gets involved, before we yep. get involved. It's, Russia has not gotten involved yet. Fuck. And uh, basically, Germany's just rolling into countries and taking them over with fairly little resistance. Well, and Europe seems like a nice place, but other than Germany, France, and England, and Russia, it's just a bunch of silly little... <laughs> Rural. I mean, they just walk into Belgium. They just walk into <laughs> yeah. Poland. They just, you know. Yeah. I think that's, I don't know. I just, if you and I got some handguns, we could probably just walk into Denmark and be like, this is ours now. And you'd be like, well, enjoy your stay. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, that's what the, this just, just, this just happens to us. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah, so, uh, and the books would be written later, like these ruthless Americans came in. Oh, yeah. We, the power go to our head immediately. <laughs> Uh, Bring me the women. So he pleads with them to come join in. They're like, yeah, here's some free weapons. And he's like, okay, well, that's good, thanks. Um, he even starts to get the idea of being like, look, I, I don't want to join up with Russia, but we need some help. And so he's starting to consider that. Russia's actually been reaching out to him. He's like, hey, you guys hey. You want to do this stuff? You want to get What's in up? there and take over Germany? Like, let's do it. And he's kind of ignoring that for the most part. Oh, and, yeah, that's... Yeah. It's like, get behind me, Satan. When Stalin reaches out to you, you're like, eh, yep, that fucking guy. He doesn't trust Russia. He doesn't trust Stalin. Hell no. And uh, But he is starting to get more and more desperate. And then, of course, uh, Pearl Harbor. Oh, the, yeah. So, ja uh, so the Japanese drop bombs the, the amazing Pearl Ben Affleck movie. Oh, man. We've talked about that before, too, on this. Amazing. Oh, boy. Was that Liv Tyler? I think so, yeah. <sighs> Not a very good-looking lady. <laughs> Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor happens, and now it's like... And Winston even kind of sends over a telegram being like, this is what I'm trying to... Told you so. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a told you so. It wasn't a stinging kind of... But he does say, he's like, this is what I'm trying to talk about. Like, these guys are... They, these guys will bomb your... They're not fucking around. They'll even bomb your citizens. Like, come join the war and... Ready to get your head out of your ass? Yeah. Yeah. And he travels to America and talks to... Uh, Roosevelt at the time. Yeah. And he says... FDR. Yeah. He tells him, like, come join, and they're like, yes, we're in it. But he has to go... He Winston actually goes to the U.S. Congress and is trying to convince him to basically not just... Wow. ...go and defend, you know, from what happened with Pearl Harbor, but to stay in the war until it's done. And he gives this heartfelt speech again. That's what he does. Oh, man, and it's it's good. You can go look it up. I'm not going to go ahead and repeat the whole entire thing. Cause it's, it's just the original one where he's like, Americans will fight on the landing grounds and Americans will fight on the <laughs> beaches. Americans. And Americans. And they're in like, an English accent, uh, in an American accent. Yeah. And they're like, wow. 
it's a, this, but man. it just says in an American accent. He doesn't actually change it. it just says in an American accent <laughs> in America. Fight on the. You will fight on the American what's landing ground. Smart about it to not go into the speech or anything. What's smart about it is he he talks in a united way between him and America. He's like, how dare Germany and Japan attack these great nations? How who do they think we are that we're just gonna roll over? So he's kind of like bringing them together as this like hey, we are strong nations. He knows how to get and we're up. not gonna let them do this to us, right? And it yeah, works. Fuck yeah. So he goes back to Britain, and. They continue discussing that they need to get Russia involved. Which, no. yeah, I mean, nerve-wracking to get them involved, but it was necessary to, to seal the deal. Yep, and they do. They eventually get Russia to join up. They all three of them go into a meeting, and at oh, first— yeah, that famous picture. Yeah, Winston actually yeah. technically goes in first with just uh, him and— uh, So technically, actually, Winston goes and meets with um, Stalin first, and they have a discussion— and it's kind of strange. Um, there's a lot of back and forth on this, including my research yeah. of what really is going on. Because when they first sit down, yeah, they don't like each other. No. Um, Stalin calls Britons um, pansies and weaklings, right. and Britain just you know, you know, St- uh, Winston thinks Stalin is just a dick. <laughs> like, That's accurate, I would think. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a dick. But the second day, because he stays there for, he was planning on staying there for like five or seven days, but on the second day, it completely changes it's like they went to bed slept on it came back out and they're like hooray we can like they're like in the same bed (laughs) i don't think so my research did not show either way could be why it worked out (laughs) (laughs) but they're laughing and stuff they have interpreters of course so they have to like talk to you know people are sitting right next to them so they talk and interpretation but they're laughing now and kind of able to get along better Mm. and where my research i say where it kind of changes is that it seems like maybe Stalin was probably manipulating at that point. He probably he probably changed his tone, and then Winston was like, okay, if we're going to do this, at least we're on yeah. good terms and we can make it work. He's still cautious of Stalin, of course. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Which, which will actually be a good another foreshadowing of his ability to tell the future kind of a shit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. He always does seem to know what's coming around the bend, and... Yeah, and now yeah. that's going to come up in, uh, in mm-hmm. a little bit. But anyways, oh, yeah. so he talks to them. They get on the right terms. They bring in Truman, and so all three of them there. And, yes, you can see the, the photos of them yeah. together. There's even video you can find of them, not necessarily the first time they, they meet, but later on they meet multiple times all together. I don't remember what the – yeah, but it was some the, – the, fo- the famous photo of the three of them. It depends if they're on the inside or outside of when, what time they met. So there is a famous one of them also all sitting kind of like – Looks like they're outside, I think, yeah, I think uh, they're outside, in front of a building kind of a thing. Yeah. But anyways, so all three of them decide they're going to get together. And this is kind of funny. I actually did find the spot you were talking about hmm. when it comes to America joining in and what they wanted to do, but what Britain wanted to do. Right. And there is a difference in perspective. Oh, definitely, yeah. So I remember Ike fucking complaining on and on and on about British um, – you know, insolence and uh, complaining and infighting and and just straight up not doing what they're told. And then so I'm gonna they want to do this thing and he wants to do that. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you from Britain's perspective because it's funny. You mean the wrong perspective? <laughs> 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 At least according to Ike. So he motherfuckers. Winston himself is actually the one trying to convince everybody to do his plan. What he's afraid. Which plan? So if you remember, America wants to go. They, basically, America wants to go land in France. In France. Yeah. So that's we, where they want to start. We want to do. 
Overlord first, and they wanted to do... Torch. Torch, that's right. Yep. So Overlord was to go land in France and then to go basically right into the front and get going. Right there. But Winston is afraid of this. He's like, I don't think you guys understand their power, and I think that if you go land there, they're already fortified, they're going to murder us. And I think it might even be a little bit like kind of what he remembers from World War One when last he th- yeah last time tried to go march his men into a place where they were already fortified, and hmm. so he's like, "Don't, don't do this. You're gonna go get everyone killed." And his idea is like, "Look, go down to Africa, and that's a weak point on Germany's side. So yeah. let's start there and start taking them a little stretched out, and then we'll go hit them hard where we can break through." So that's his plan, and he actually has to go sell it to. America because they want to do their plan. Yeah. Um, he wins on what they should do. Does, yeah. He goes and tells Russia the same thing. He has to actually sell to them because he's going to tell Russia, okay, when we're doing this, you got to come from the other side and start. Oh, and that's what I remember too. And so they do do that. And according to my research, Britain felt that this was a successful way of going about it. And when we talked about it with Ike, it was kind of like it was a waste of time. Like, we should have been more into the battle, not and just kind of dicking around in Africa. Yeah, that's Ike's opinion. But Well, at the it, same time, I think both it, have validity, but... Yeah. And from their perspective. But who knows? Winston really liked that it went this way because this was like kind of Britain winning some battles. Because there were some smaller battles down in Africa, and he's like... Thank God we're at least getting some something out of this. Yeah, we've been kind of getting, we've been getting bombed. Our civilians have been getting bombed, somewhere and now we're else. fucking hitting them somewhere. So well, and that is what I actually saw a lot of where people disagreed with Ike, where they're like, the American military wasn't ready for full-on German front. Yeah, they hadn't like the guys they had hadn't seen real action, and the Germans they have. Well, exactly. The Germans have already been so in war for a few years now. It's actually. like boys going against men. So they're like, well, if you start soft in Africa, get them worked up, make sure everybody's where they need to be. Yep. And it was even stuff where they said that like in Africa, Patton, um, per usual, is a gigantic asshole, and that campaign taught Eisenhower how to corral. Yeah. Patton. And he's like, if they had started on the other front, he never would have been able to corral Patton, and it wouldn't have gone well. well so there you go. You know, Ike is probably knows? pissed off about it, but in retrospect, it's probably the best. I see both sides, and I see wanting to get in there and going. I mean, obviously they eventually do, so it's it's good. Hey, we uh, the Nazis are dead now. Yeah, all aces. Yeah. Well, during this time period, um, Russia. And Winston, like Stalin and Winston, meet again. Yeah. And there's another interesting point. This is the war's going fairly well now. Yeah. So when Normandy happens, uh, Winston actually wants to go there. Like he wants to go there during the battle. He wants to be. He wants to be in Normandy. In D-Day. And the king actually tells him no. What king? The king of England. Oh. Yeah. Who's the king of England right now? I fucking don't know. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. But the fuck, king tells him, "Fuck the monarchy. You can't go." You are too valuable, and you're really the only person we think that can do this. If we lose you, we can't replace that's you. That's fair. So he doesn't go to Normandy. Relax, wins. And that's probably for the best. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know how the, the Yeah, the British of... front did not go stellar. Yeah, the whole I entire read. thing was a pretty big mess. Well, I read uh, where they landed on Utah Beach. Yep. Which was like the American, uh, the most to the uh, to the west beach. Mm-hmm. It was pretty clean. Oh, it's, really? Not, a, not as many deaths as anywhere else, because Utah beach like utah state is uh nice and quiet mm. for the most part yeah omaha however is a bloodbath <laughs> <laughs> and the other ones up from there are equivalent i think yeah yeah you know. yeah well anyway so he doesn't go do that but normandy happens they continue with the war they're winning the war pretty much like i said we're now at the point where 
everyone's pretty sure that like okay we we've got I this. think we got it yeah and he goes and meets with Stalin Winston does he goes and meets with Stalin vodka shots and he has a piece of paper with him that mm-hmm. has so he gives Stalin a piece of paper that has the names of European countries hmm. and there are percentages written next to him okay what this piece of paper essentially is what Winston is is proposing is like is it very stuff of like hot chicks like <laughs> no. so Belgian is 88% uh, Czechoslovakia is closer to 12. No. At least in Winston's. Uh, and he wanted Stalin to agree with him. Yeah. And, he, and he was like, I don't know. Your percentages are way off. There are much better looking chicks in Poland. And so is that not where you're going with this? No. Oh. Stalin surprisingly knows what he is, is, what he's saying, because it's just a piece of paper. There's not, like, even if he wrote it, wrote it in English of anything, then, you yeah. know, it, he wouldn't have been able to read it. Uh-huh. But it's just between these two. Uh-huh. So he writes down the names of countries with percentages mm-hmm. and saying how much Russia gets and how much England gets. Oh, so this is like dividing up the German yep. territory? Yep. This is like going, okay, if you if the war's about ready to be done and over with, we're about to win, Yeah, you can have this, I get this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's actually trying to even do it in like a, kind of like a shared way in the sense like you even have a part of what I've got and I've got a part of what you've got, but there's different percentages. I don't know if that's smart. I think he was trying to keep the peace. Don't share with communists. Yeah. They just take... So, and I think it's also where they can, like, keep their troops and stuff. Like, okay, you can have this area to have troops, and that's fine. But nonetheless, what happens is Stalin looks at it, reads it over, and checkmarks it and gives it back to Winston. Winston's like, sweet. Puts it in his pocket, goes home happy. However, that does not work out. Fuck no. So, um, near the end of the war still, uh, yeah, Russia starts to kind of... Already start to take over some places to keep their... You know, they start to expand their own region. What the USSR does, man. And Winston realizes, like, okay, he just, he was fucking with me. He, he put, yeah, like, checkmark, like, okay, yeah, we, we agree, but he didn't agree. Checkmark as in, yeah, I saw it, but yeah. I don't care. He also goes and helps Greece, by the way. I wanted to point that out before the end of the war. Hmm. Um, he goes and saves Greece. Uh, saves? Yeah. From whom? Uh, so it's like a mixture of things. I guess it has to do with, um, actually, communism. So oh. I guess a lot of people are a lot of communists, and I kept reading the communists, which made made me keep thinking the Russians, but never does it say the Russians. Huh. So we like communists are like, and it's like fighting, like their war, like battling, but the communists are trying to win Greece over, and he goes and helps the non-communist, and they essentially save. All right, because he doesn't want communism near around him yeah. that much. It's so know. funny how much the perspective back then was to treat communism like. Like a viral a plague, disease, yeah. or you have to stomp it out, or it grows. Yeah, which, yeah, that's yeah. what they do. And They're so, little bottom feeders. Yeah, motherfuckers. So the war ends. Bernie Sanders supporters, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so Pay for my stuff. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> you know better. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, maybe I'm the one that's dumb. Who knows? I think we're all dumb. I think so too. But nonetheless, the war ends, and well, everyone's victorious. That's but, that we yeah, care about. Baller. <laughs> yeah, that we care about. Well, <laughs> the Nazis suck. They the good lose. guys. Well, Stalin, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Stalin does take over big chunks of land for his own region and stuff. Yeah. And um, Winston, uh, after the war, gets back and wants to still remain prime minister, and he campaigns saying, "Like, look, he's getting old. He's like, let me finish this off. Let me do it right." I've, yeah led you through all of this and he's got really a, a lot of support however he does not win the election oh that's surprising 
Yeah. He won the fucking war. Yeah, a lot guys. of people think that it's kind of like the opposite of the first prime minister that was in before him. Like he a was a, a war guy and they needed Winston for the war guy, but uh, they wanted a non-war guy when they're not in war. I guess yeah. Cuz like, what does Winston know about peacetimes? And that's kind of the the consensus, I think, is what it comes down to is why he doesn't win it. But also, what do you need to know? I don't know. During peace, just... but it's funny because he ends up getting reelected later. Later, yeah. he gets elected twice the as British the are prime so minister. Fickle, yeah. God. So he doesn't get it this time, um, and he's kind of sad about it. He's like, "That's such a bummer." Like I thought, I had the support to do it, <sighs> and oh, well. they're talking with America and Russia still at the very end of it. You know, trying to okay, how are we going to keep the peace from here, and what yeah. are we going to do, and we should create, you know, the United European States so that way we don't hopefully go to war again. NATO, mm-hmm. yeah. And Winston basically also is replaced while they're in the middle of this conversation. They just push yeah. him out. Yep, you see like video and pictures of him when they're first kind of discussing what they need to do, and then you know because it goes on for months. And then all of a sudden he's replacing somebody else's there. And <laughs> that guy's now discussing it. So is he, uh, do we call this his black lion phase now instead of black dog? No, I don't know. <laughs> no. But uh, Truman's also gone too. I mean, at the same time, Truman actually has gone just before they get to that point. Yeah, it's Ike. Yep. Ike mm-hmm. is, is now the one who's having those discussions. That was his pet thing. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So he goes on the rest of his life. He, he mostly just kind of paints and writes books. He is... These old guys depressed all again. He's basically pretty much always depressed if he's not in battle or in parliament or anything cool. Acapulco gold. He's just crying to himself, singing. Yeah. Uh, what? Well, Led Zeppelin. Well, it's, it's too many references away. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. Black dog, black lion, uh, over the hills and far away. It's fine. Never mind. I liked it all. Never mind. So uh, yeah, he does all that for a while. Gets reelected back into being prime minister. However, I really didn't find a whole lot of stuff other than. Basic politics. All the fun stuff's gone. You know, all the war and stuff. Politics is boring. As far as I'm aware, he's held as being very liked um, as prime minister. He's a hero. Yeah. Everyone remembers that. Never met any aliens, all right? Eh? Not that I know. Of. Oh, bummer. Yeah. He dies relatively old um, after he's prime minister for the second time and, and resigns and leaves, whatever. He gets sick. He has, um, you know, he has a stroke that eventually kills him, but he's getting mm. sick pretty much the whole time to the point where like he has to keep going back to London to get medical treatments. And he gets hounded, and you can see pictures of him. And he's uh, he's old. He's he's where sick. Did he, where did he live? Where he kept going back to London? He was, I think it wasn't super far out, but I think he was still in England, just outside of London. Oh, okay. So they fly him in, and people found out, and they they'd go like, "Oh, it's, so how, like, they all love him still." So. How old is he now? He's in his nineties when he dies. Oh, yeah. Man, I bet for back then that's ancient. Yeah. They didn't, yeah. But, yeah, and he kind of wishes that, he, he makes a statement saying, I wish I would have died in, like, an airplane f- fight or something like that. Like, he's like, this is the worst way to die. It's just slowly <laughs> getting old, doing nothing. Like, he hates it. It's kind of a baller thing to say, but it's also fucked up. Yeah. To say to, like, your family, like, I'm, I wish I was dead 20 years ago. Yeah. I don't want to see your asses. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> well, he just wanted, I guess, maybe more glory. He even makes a statement in his depression, because he goes into depression again near the end of his life, and he says something along the lines of, like, even though I've done everything, I haven't done anything. Like, he doesn't feel like he's accomplished that much. Oh, you baby. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, that's Winston Churchill for you. Jesus. I'm I'm Googling pictures of him. He just looks like an old catcher's mitt. Yeah. When he's old, he's just... Yeah, he's... You guys don't need to Google it, because I'll explain it to you vocally. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gets thinner, too. <laughs> no, so every time he got 
brought back into London, that's like what was going on. Like they had to pull him out of a car, and if he was in a wheelchair or like a bed or something, the streets were just flooded with people. <laughs> and he's just got a cigar in his mouth. Yeah, and everyone's happy yeah. to see him. That's awesome. Yeah. But anyway, so for some fun facts. Um, I didn't bring this up, but he does have a heart attack. Um, that is fun. When he, yeah. Fun facts. He does well. He has a heart attack when he goes to the U.S. the first time. When he actually goes back, I didn't mention this earlier. When he goes back to the U.S. to after Pearl Harbor's bombed, and he goes to give a great speech to be like, "Come join the war." Right. So when he's there, um, after he does that speech, he actually has a heart attack. Like right after that speech, like he yeah. has a speech, he leaves the building, has a heart attack. Well, he is like in his fifties. Yes. At that point, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's actually in his sixties. He's a big smoker and drinker, and and when he has a heart attack, he tells his doctor that he cannot tell anybody. The doctor can't tell anyone this. He's like. Nobody can know that Britain's leader, he's like, it has to be me. Nobody else can do this job. It has to be me. And nobody can know I have a weak heart because they might back out of the war or might compromise something. Yeah, so that's, that's politics. And he's able to keep that secret. It's so, the exact same thing a as, while. Yeah, as, as uh, Obama being a time traveler in Kenyan. Like, yeah. You can't tell people some things. Um, he was, another fun fact, when he was in Sudan, mm-hmm. that was the last... That was the last cavalry charge in British history, and he was a part of it. Last oh, like, time they were like on you know, horses and horses like, Let's and go. swords. <laughs> that was the last one they had, and he was a part of that. Kill one. Sudan. So that gives you a little bit of context. If he went from horseback fighting to oh yeah tanks and airplanes, you know, going right. from fighting of thousands to maybe tens of thousands to fighting with millions of people's lives, you know. Oh, and then right up to the yeah the a bomb. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker saw horses and an a bomb. Yeah. I've seen neither. <laughs> um, I, saw, let's see. I saw Cindy Lauper once on TV. It's comparable. Oh, yeah. That's probably pretty it's close. The it's the same. This one I thought was kind of cool. So if you remember back when he got captured. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, way back. Right. So he's in South Africa. He gets captured. Something kind of interesting when he got off the train that got derailed. Oh, that he fought over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person who captured him, there's this like moment where they're like looking at each other and the funny thing is is that both of these men are just military men at this point mm-hmm. however both of them will end up being respectively the prime minister of their own country who's that so the guy's name so i got it right here actually so the two men yeah they stared at each other it was just a surrender on the battlefield okay mm-hmm. reality was there anything both of these men were destined to become prime ministers of their respective countries. Moreover, the countries would end up fighting together on the same side some years later. The man with the rifle was Boer Commander General Louis Botha. Botha? Yeah. Was he the prime minister of South Africa? Yeah. Oh, wow. So the man who captured Winston, they were both just army uh, people at the time, but in the future, both of them would end up becoming prime ministers of their own he's like thing. the head of the Boer War people, yeah. the farmers? Yeah, he's a wow. general in that point there. But yeah, he ends up being the prime minister himself. Winston's life is cool. uh, bananas. Yeah. It's so full of important points over and over and over again. Yeah. How the fuck is he one guy? I don't know. It doesn't make sense how he gets it all of his life. Another fun fact, he did have, he, he loved animals. He had cats and dogs. And he Ooh. had a bulldog. Uh, yeah, of course. Named Dodo. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Huh? Yeah, that's funny. Hey, Dodo. Come here, Dodo. Trying to see this whole man. Come here, Dodo. Come here, Dodo. Hey, like Daddy's cigar. Yeah. Um, and then one of my favorite quotes he said, and it's just it's a stupid one mm-hmm. in the sense of all the great things he said. But one of the things I liked, he said, he says, "We're all worms. I just think that I'm a glow worm." 
<laughs> what? Yeah. He's, he's saying, like, we're all scum. I just happen to think that I'm a little I'm a, more special than everybody. I'm a I'm a glowing piece of scum. Yep. Wasn't there um that quote that he had with some, some lady where... Oh, yeah, in Parliament. Yeah. yeah, that's a great quote. He was kind of known to be very snippy with people. Like, that's If anyone didn't like him um, for his personality, it's because he was blunt. Um, he also insulted people often, and he was... Awesome often poetic about it which was always awesome yeah, but he was better. supposed to be witty and stuff and quick um in retorts and while he's in par- parliament yeah a woman who doesn't like him and is is nipping at him and stuff ends up saying something along the lines of you are a terrible her, uh, human being if you were my husband i would poison your drink and he quickly looks over um like without skipping a beat and says uh woman if you were my wife i would drink it <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah it's, I would drink it because that's how bad you suck. Fuck you. I would choose to do it. Yeah. If we were your kids, we'd punish ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Winston Churchill. There you go. People time. What a fucking, that's not a regular guy. No, he does a lot. And this is a lot of synopsis. I mean, you can go into so much detail. Um, in my research, I had to cut down quite a bit to be able to fit Which even this nuts. much. So, yeah. Yeah. This might be one of, or the most researched topic we've done yet. Maybe. I think his just, I, I don't want to downplay stop. the other stuff. You know, the other people we've done, they've done great things. Yeah, it's just this guy. Typhoid Mary. Yeah, she did great things. She's a bitch. <laughs> it's true. She's, yeah. But she had, a, you know, she influenced a bunch of people for a while with her shitty typhoid. Yeah, she influenced <laughs> them with her shit. <laughs> she killed them off. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I uh, I, I just think, think he had so much going on, just and that's the kind of person he was. He had to be doing something, and it was go go go. Well, and it seems that it's, it's some artistic pursuit with his writing or war. Yeah, that's his bag. Yeah, he's just a war guy. Wrote books, right? Smart in battle, right man for the right time. He's like Batman and Gotham. Yeah, it's where you got to be. Is a guy like him needs to be the first half of the 20th century where you got to kill some motherfuckers. Yeah. One of my favorite things, too, is going through the research. He talks about, like, almost in every battle, how it's got to be so important that he's got to go there because it's going to be the biggest battle. Yeah. But as time goes on, he just continues to get into bigger and bigger, bigger battles. Like, he keeps thinking, like, this is the battle that will define my life. When he's down in South Africa, he's like, this is it. I have to be there. Yeah. Not knowing that World War One is going to be coming up, you know, oh my God. soon. And then World War Two. Yeah. Like, it just keeps going. No, it's, his life is definitely, like, a Final Fantasy yeah. setup. You, you, you beat this boss, and you gotta the go to the next boss, boss. The next, and you're like, there's no way I could get any more harder than this. Yeah. And then there's Hitler. Yeah. And Stalin. <laughs> and Stalin, yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. Oh, and... Hey, Wince. I, I forgot to say the last part with Russia, because yeah. I said he was foreshadowing, mm-hmm. and that was that uh, he goes and tells... He goes back to America one last time, and yeah. he tells everybody that behind the corridors of the powerful people in Europe... Careful. Russia is trying to take over. Look out, guys. And he's basically talking about the starting of the Cold War and says that people should be cautioned. Is it possible that he is a time traveler of some kind? Dude, I think so. I think he can stop time. The guy wrote, like, two books and went to a battle in, like, the same year. I just... And, like, he does this kind of thing constantly. Like, in one year, he just does all this stuff. He's like, I'm going to go to the United States, and then I'm going to go to Europe. And I was like, how fast did they even travel back then? I feel like it was going to be like months to travel between the United States, and maybe I'm wrong, 
but and maybe he's writing during that time and doesn't get seasick. Time. I don't know. Fuck. But fuck, I don't know. He just he packs so much into like that guy's life is just eventful the whole time. I imagine like that's why he was miserable anytime. That's why I think he had depression. Is anytime he wasn't doing something, he's sitting around. He could have some kind of mania. Yeah, just being like, I gotta, I gotta fucking do something. I just sit on the couch. I gotta kill everybody. I gotta write everything down forever, forever. His wife is like, you are a bulldog, and I hate you. I'm sleeping. With <laughs> I'm <you>. a lion. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo, come here. Dodo. Do- oh, sorry, Dodo. <laughs> I don't know. This is an incalculable human being. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around him. He's too much of a uh, living. Well, specimen. I, I think he's fun for anybody. If you're a battle guy, if you liked, you know, going into World War II stuff, <laughs> you'll like his stuff even before World War II. If you like battles and you want to go see that, he's got tons of works and books that you can go. I'm gonna read, read some. I'm and, interested. Yeah, and if you're the kind of person who likes the politics, he's in the politics game. I don't care. For if that. you're the person who just likes the hero story, he's got tons of moments of that. Yeah, I like all that stuff. Epic stories. It gets captured. There's more information you can get on that as well. I'm hoping to find a book just full of his witty retorts where he's a jerk yeah that's awesome i want to go read his people time book <laughs> oh Wes, we should yeah i'm gonna do that we should replicate his people we might have to do one of the people from his people time it'll yeah, be yeah. called winston's I mean, people time people time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it only seems proper to have to do that Ugh. <laughs> hey well this is a long we know this time. was a long episode we thank you guys so much hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did for research i don't My see why not god it was so fucking good well and uh, you know just like the premise of everything else, there's a good chance that uh, you didn't know too much about Winston Churchill. I didn't know anything. I knew very, very little. I feel like I know quite a bit now. I, before, I was like, he's a British guy, I think. Yeah. You know, there was some movie I watched when I was a kid. You know, like, there's a lot of shitty movies you watch when you're growing up? Yeah. And I think it was about a summer camp, but I don't even remember. But the main kid in there idealizes Winston Churchill. Yeah. And that little nugget... It's been in my brain forever, <laughs> and that's the only thing I knew about him. Was like, oh, he was talked about in a movie from when I watched when I was a kid. He's idolized, cool, sweet. <laughs> that's is he a real person? Oh, but yeah, he is. Yeah. Look at this, right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thanks for joining in. Thank you. People time. You. Uh, Catch our next episode. We do we do them weekly. Yep. Y- well, yes, weekly. And um, who would really appreciate? Our content, I think, is your grandparents. You could recommend us to them. Yeah. Uh, grandma and grandpa, uh, both. Yeah. Show them how to give us a review on iTunes and uh, help them click the five stars. Though I don't know if they understand. Which, you know, just click on the stars somewhere. No, click. Make no, sure it's grandma, five. Grandma, no, no, grandma, grand. You might have to grab her hand on the mouse. Careful. She, it's she's brittle. <laughs> just show her if you need to. So yeah, she knows who Winston Churchill is. She might have had sex with him. Like. It sounds like the guy got around, so she might be happy about this. Well, his wife. Maybe she had sex with his wife. Ooh, yeah. This is awesome. This is all coming up. Subscribe. Grandparent sex. Hit it up with stars or ratings, whatever the five is. I don't even know. The ten. Comments. Comments. Yeah, we would love to hear your guys' comments, and uh, we'll catch you next time. We will. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. Podcast over.